eyes in the depths See him surface in every shadow On the wind I feel his breath Golden eye, I found his weakness Golden eye, he'll do what I please Golden eye, no time for sweetness But a bitter kiss will bring him to his knees See him move through smoke and mirrors Feel his presence Other girls, they gather around him If I had him, I wouldn't let him out Golden eye, not lace or leather Golden chain, take him to the spot Golden eye, I'll show him forever It'll take forever to see what I got You'll never know from the shadows as a child You'll never know How it feels to get so close And be denied It's a gold and honey trap I got for you tonight Revenge, it's a kiss This time I espionage, exotic locations, state-of-the-art gadgetry, amazing automobiles, and beautiful women. We have none of these. Nice. But we'll settle for vodka martinis. Hi, I'm Adam. I'm Ryan. I'm I'm Jeff. And that's Jeff. Our guest, A.K.A. Big Was. We're on part two of Yes. This highly anticipated by the three of us. Yes, very anticipated for about a year now. James Bond uh, retrospective. Extravaganza. Extravaganza. I found an early notes uh, for uh, ideas for this show. And the first one was James Bond episode, and that was in August 2019. And we're doing it. We're doing it, finally. Nearly a year later. We're doing it. 11 months later. We're really doing it. We're here. If you listened in to the first one and you made it through, I got to tell you, that's a that's a major accomplishment. Yes, thank you very much. <laughs> Kudos. That, you're, you're our hero for sure. Especially if you're not that into James Bond. Good Lord, what are you thinking? I mean, I'm thank you. Well, we hope that if, if we can make you watch one James Bond movie, if we can uh, persuade you through our 
Yeah, through our, we're, our thing. Through our spoiling and babbling, <laughs> our after hours rattling off movie titles. If we can make you interested in James Bond at all. Hey, you know what? Movies are subjective. If you don't like James Bond, that's fine. But if we can make you even a little bit curious, like, hey, maybe James Bond's kind of cool. These guys seem to have some interesting things to say about it. Then I will con- have considered this an accomplishment. And by the way, if nobody says that, I still will consider this to be an accomplishment. But we hope you... Uh, we hope that you enjoy listening to us talk about these movies. And we're going to pick up almost right where we left off. We're going to follow the same formula. And part of that was watching a Bond film before we got down to it. Yes. So we decided to go with a curveball this afternoon. And we watched a Bond film called Never Say Never Again. Yes, we did. We watched it. And it was my first time. And Jeff, was it your first time? Yes, other than seeing... Sporadic scenes over the years. And to see a Sean Connery Bond movie for the first time after all these years, I don't rewatch these movies that often, so they're always kind of cool to revisit, but to see a whole new one, other than sporadic scenes, uh, was very, very cool. It, it, it's worth saying it's not officially a part of the Eon Productions, uh, Broccoli Productions. Yes, which is why we didn't cover it in the Sean Connery right. portion this came out the same year as Octopussy, and there was a sort of a battle of the Bonds in the box office. And uh, Barry Bonds won, <laughs> and he won. And uh, no, Octopussy won, and they and I think it had a better release date. But you know what? It's I think it's kind of crazy. It says something that Sean Connery was like the James Bond, and then uh, but no, but Roger Moore beat him by 1983. They were done. He looks older with Sean than Sean Connery. He looks yeah. older than Roger Moore, even though he's not. He's old as hell yeah, in this he, movie. He it's just, uh, Sean Connery. It just looks like a grandpa. Yeah, he looks like the whole movie. He looks like Indiana Jones' dad. And yeah. the the main reason I just I've I've seen it recently, and I wanted to watch it with the three or the three of us, the two of you. Yes, and just because it's it's so much fun. It's a fun and insane movie. It's a romp. What a bl- dude! I expected it to be boring, and because a lot of bonds are, and it, at times it it was, but um, and also it had some moments. The backstory being that the writer, co-writer of Thunderball had the rights to Thunderball and certain things like Blofeld and Spectre, so that's why they were able to make this separate movie. And uh, I thought it was like going to be like a oh, that's not a real Bond movie. I, I count it as a real Bond movie now after having seen it. I thought it was. I agree. There's some really fun stuff. Completely zany and uh, absolutely bananas, but fun shit in this movie. Yeah, there's there's pee jokes, there's pee pee yeah. jokes. Always love a good pee pee yeah. joke. <laughs> Some ridiculous gadgetry. A shark with a like a yeah remote control shark. Yeah. Laser beams attached <laughs> to its head. <laughs> <laughs> Crazier jetpack scenes than Thunderball. It was a bit predictable though. That, well, they all sort of yeah. Are. All the James Bond movies are this. Yeah, but this one I felt was just like you just saw exactly where it was going every single time. It was basically somewhat of a remake of, of Thunderball, Thunder, yeah. and it's not as old, slow though. I almost would rather watch it, this. I think. Uh, listener, it was pretty funny. Uh, the three of us are watching the movie, and Ryan and I are both losing the minutia of the uh, of the plot. Which I don't even want to get into, really. It happens but often in Jeff the is is Jeff is no, knows a blow by blow of exactly what's going on. You know where these missiles are are headed. Where like who stole them? Where they're going? What's going to happen? And then fifteen minutes from the end of the movie, he goes, "Oh, what's Kim Basinger's name in this?" Yeah, yeah. He didn't know Batman Batman's girlfriend's name in the movie. Batman's girlfriend is in this movie. 
The old guy from The Exorcist plays Blofeld. I know his name, but it's funny to call him the old guy from The mm-hmm. Exorcist. Uh, it's silly. It's Mr. Zany. Bean. Mr. Bean. Oh is yeah. Oh god. When I saw him, I that, was just like, "You got to be fucking." That might be me. his first uh, major movie too, Mr. Bean. Um, he's there. It's 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 a wild and crazy uh, time. Bill and Ted's teacher plays uh, Felix. It's <laughs> possibly it's, the first black guy to play Felix Leiter. It was the first, not possibly. Then definitely. Yeah, it was. It was good. It was a good. I, I enjoyed it. It was insane. I mean, of course, it's completely ridiculous that this old man would be able to do any of these things. He looks like he has acid reflux the whole movie. Dude, half the movie, he looks like he's in pain. Yeah. Well, the first 30 minutes, he's in a a day spa recovering (laughs) because he's too old to be a secret agent. (laughs) He he fails a test in the beginning of the movie, and then he's sent to go to a spa where he's not allowed to eat red meat so he <laughs> or drink alcohol, so he brings in his own alcohol and meat. It's the first Bond movie, too, uh, in a long line of Bond movies where it's this idea that Bond is a dinosaur and a relic and that the double O agents are a, a thing of the past. And, uh, and it was in the 80s. And then the only reason it was about that is because Sean Connery is a thousand. But again, Roger Moore is older. And I don't really make that many comments about Roger Moore being old in those movies. but Because well, you don't think about it. And it was uh, directed by the guy who did uh, Empire Strikes Back. Exactly. Right? So It's legit. So there you go. It's as good as the Empire Strikes Back. His name was Irving Kirshner? Kirshner? Yeah. Kirshner. Irving Kirshner. Harvey Kirshner. Harvey Kirshner. I don't have any uh, bond by the numbers for this because it's, like we said, not considered official canon. I totally think... Yeah, but we could do it right now. I totally think (laughs) it could be. Yeah. um, We said the one casino scene. So so many romantic liaisons. Oh, so many. At at least six. At least six, maybe. An unreal amount. All very unprotected. Ending with uh, Batman's girlfriend. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, really, really outrageous there. Um, Deaths? A couple. Dude, great death. He kills one of the the, uh, henchmen. That assassin lady. With a pen. Yeah. Oh, can we please talk about that scene? <laughs> that yeah. was an odd one. What she was making him write, please. <laughs> please, Adam, do you describe This it. evil lady henchman who... Uh, Something she, blush. You know what? In, uh, we'll get to Goldeneye soon, but she kind of had a Xena thing yes. going on. Yeah. Even her wardrobe was very Xena-esque. She looked like a pirate. Yeah, yes. she had a, these crazy hammer pants on. <laughs> she was on the cutting edge of hammer pants. But... um. She at one point they have a romantic liaison, romantic liaison. in a uh, in a boat. Yeah, very graphic. Classic. Yeah, it actually and uh, silly. Very graphic for Bond. Yeah. yeah, and uh at the end of the movie, she she has him, you know, a gun to his head. She she can kill him at any moment she wants, but first she wants him <laughs> to write down um in writing James Bond high. My name is James Bond, and uh, whatever her name is, this lady was my my best. Yeah, it's a classic bit, too, where a classic James Bond thing is where Q, his uh, gadget guy, gives him a, a secret weapon at the beginning of the movie. Only this wasn't uh, Desmond Well in the normal Q. This was just some other... This guy sucks. Called him algae. Yeah, al- this was algae. I don't know who this was. <laughs> yeah, was but anyway, weird. he gave him a pen that shoots and blows up, and... So you're like, okay, when, what, how, what tricky way is he going to get to use that? And the, the best they could come up with was that the girl at gunpoint was forcing him to write on a piece of trash that <laughs> she was his best light. And he jokingly says that there was a better girl in, uh, in Philadelphia. So there you go. And, uh, yeah, some, some Philly had James Bond's heart. And then he blows her away with yeah. a pen and she explodes in a, in a ball of flame. Which doesn't work right away. 
Yeah, it was a, a slow a burn, a, literally. And he makes some terrible joke some about terrible and oh, then it was a new... and then he rides a horse off a cliff oh the horse <laughs> off the cliff and, you know so it's insane and don't forget about the wink that really was and then he winks at the camera <laughs> oh, God. and there's a crazy massage scene it's a crazy oh, yeah, i we, love that massage scene it was so uncomfortable we're only scratching the surface of never say never again but if you're thinking oh james bond movies are a little boring for me or something maybe maybe watch this one yeah, watch a zanier. Oftentimes when we talk about some of the dumb ones, those are sometimes the more fun ones to watch. I, I actually liked this uh, movie. It, it was slow. You know, it, it was entertaining. It, but it was crazy. There was always yeah. a crazy scene around the corner. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think it's time. Is it time to move on? Um, to Never Say Never Again? Never say never again. Let's do it. Let's, let's do song. it. We have to talk about now the film's... Of Timothy Dalton. Yeah. Timothy Dalton did two films, two James Bond films in the latter half of the 80s. Now, these, I'm not going to say these were my dad's favorite Bonds, but I remember him talking about them. My dad was an 80s guy. Now, what, um, what are your feelings in general on Timothy Dalton? What do you guys think? I think it's important to talk about Timothy Dalton really briefly because yeah. he is a very different actor from Roger Moore. Oh yeah, huge transition. Much more, which they do often in these Bond movies. Yeah. They they switch. What were we saying? Much more. Well, no, I was gonna say much more. Um, like, not just not silly. Very to the point. Serious. Very, that's the word. By the way, Jeff, I, thank you for making these uh, martinis shake and not stir. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I was doing a little reading, and although all of the Bond actors have a little bit of stage work in their career before being Bond. Timothy Dalton has the most. Okay. Timothy Dalton is a Shakespearean guy. So he comes from that background. See, I didn't know that. I knew that apparently he took a really long time to, to like, he really cared about making this character like the Fleming character and like making it this, like, great. I, I heard he took it very seriously as opposed to maybe the other Bonds. Mm. And uh, I believe that his first film, The Living Daylights, which came out in 87, after watching it, I think it was written more for the Roger Moore version I can in see, many ways. I can see that. There's, in fact, a deleted scene in which he rides a magic carpet. Don't know if you know that. I didn't know that. That is completely insane. They took it out. Because <laughs> uh, magic's not real? Well, the car, it's not. He, it just looks like a magic carpet. Uh, but it's. I saw it on YouTube, and it is crazy. Ba- <laughs> basically, I think you're right. I think they... I think... I think this movie is very Timothy Dalton, but I feel like originally they weren't sure, are we still doing the silliness or yeah. are we doing the seriousness? There's a, lo- there's a lot of jokes that kind of land flat. Yeah, they're not sure exactly. They're not quite. Del- and, uh, no penis jokes, uh, which Roger Moore <laughs> loved to make a good penis joke, but there's no penis jokes Didn't in there. Didn't miss that. Uh, I was, um, th- it has a very confusing plot, too. Maybe the most confusing. He's very convoluted. He's supposed to aid in the defection of a KGB officer and... It's not really what's like, something's going on, but it's not really what's going on. And well, these movies his, are always pretty convoluted. Let's be honest. Yeah, his girlfriend, who's a cellist, is trying to fake his execution to make it look like well, so he's she, def- she didn't know though. He's defecting. She didn't know that the bullets were blank. Right. She was a pawn in in the fake assassination. And attempt. Bond fake assassinated she didn't her. Know? No, she didn't know. She thought she was actually going to kill him or something. Right. No, I think I think she was in on this plot to make it seem like there was 
But then he a, was using a threat that threat to his life. Bond right. then tried to fake assassinate her. But the, the guy used it as an excuse to get her. You killed. see, already this is like too much for me. <laughs> I will say, I will say this. I when I watched these movies, it may have been the first time I had ever seen them fully. And it felt like kind of what I just said about Never Say Never. It felt like, oh, wow, I'm watching Bond movies I've never seen before. They didn't feel as out of place as I thought they would. I like, yeah. I genuinely liked them. Agreed. But, um, and I liked his, the way he played Bond. It was, it was almost like similar to Daniel Craig before Daniel Craig, like where he played him as more complicated. Well, I think that uh, he, the next film played to his strengths and i think that well he rides a a, a cellist case down a snow mountain I mean, yeah he rides great. a ch- yeah which i think is very roger moore yeah you're probably right but it's also pretty cool it, yeah. it is he pretty pull, cool he pulls it off and then um yeah i i don't know i liked it i'm trying to think of what else uh was this the one with the afghanistans yes this yeah, has it, like that very rambo three kind of helping the afghans against the soviets yep yes uh joe don baker plays he's like a mercenary yeah, kind of leader guy i think he's a, a gun nut right and he's he, trying to stir there's, up yeah, there's he's an a, arms dealer yeah, yes, there's arms yes. dealers there's stolen diamonds and, he'll come and back then there's the bond series by the way there's yes. there's opium and there's all these different yeah, people parts being moving around it's a whole fucking thing it's a james bond movie I, and I remember thinking the guy that played Felix was dopey, and he's oh, he's in know, it very briefly. He's he plays like this real California guy. You know who that really was? Understand. Who was, it was that? The actor who played Jack's dad in Lost. Dude, was I it? did not know that. That was it, Christian Shepherd. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. I, uh, I yeah was wasn't thrilled. I with, didn't. I didn't pick <laughs> up on that. He's in it for like five seconds. Uh, is he? Does he play Felix in the next one? No. Felix has a pretty big part in the next yeah, one. Yeah, he does not play Felix in the next one. It sounds like you want to brush off this one and go to the next one. I mean, yeah, I kind of <laughs> do. Uh, what I about the just, song? Yeah, we're going to play the song. Would you rather have played the License to Kill song? <laughs> no, I no. I know you would. The Living Daylight song. Aha! It, I, aha. If, if I had one good thing to say about the Living Daylights, the opening scene is excellent. Before we go play the yeah. song. I agree with you. The opening scene where he's like an assassin. Because yeah. people forget Bond's 00 status in M6 and MI6 is uh, that he is a license to kill. He's an assassin. And people oftentimes forget how ruthless he is. But I was going to say, so do you do you like Timothy Dalton as James Bond? I like him more in License to Kill than in Living Daylights. All right, so there you go. I, I don't have too much else I don't. To- I don't think that... Uh, I think the flaw is... The transition. They, I think that the transition between Moore and Dalton was not executed because they only had what, what a two-year turnaround. Well, when did the, oh, the I'm just remembering this the, came out. the opening scene is not the assassination. It's the scene where the other double O. They're, they're trying to kill the double O's. Yes, that's actually a great opener. I forgot yeah. until just now. Jeff, you just watched this movie. Do you have anything else to add before we play the song and move on? Like, what do you, what do you got? Uh, no, I'm good. All right. <laughs> No, I mean it's it's cool. You know, I like I like Timothy Dalton. Uh, like I said, I think he's a bit more serious. I agree with you when you said a bit more complicated in the way that he approaches the character. It reminded me of like Daniel, not, and not maybe not as good or yeah. as, but almost like Daniel Craig's James Bond. Um, you know, I thought the name was kind of cheesy, but then I always have to re- remind myself that it's based on a book. Must have scared the living daylights out. Yeah, like oh, when I heard yeah. that fucking line in the movie, I was like, no. Yeah, but that's a James Bond. I thing. know. And also, yeah, I think this was a short story. I think this was a name that Fred Fleming came up with, I believe. Yeah, so. Yeah, only I'm, only a two-year turnaround. I, I think that you yeah, need more years you to... You gotta let, let the old Bond and die I heard that, and bring in the new one. And I heard that yeah. Pierce was up for it. 
And that's right. And he couldn't because of Remington Steele. So uh, Dalton yeah. got it. Dalton is English. Not all the Bonds are English. Sean Connery Scottish. Yeah. Wasn't uh, Pierce Brosnan Irish? Irish. Lazenby was Australian. Look at us. Uh, Dalton is Welsh. Is he Welsh? Okay, see, I'm yeah. not even right. So who are the English ones? Just Craig and um, Craig and Moore. I think. I think you're right. Oh, yeah. I think yeah, you're right. That's it. All right, so you want to play the song and we'll move on to License Kill? I feel like we maybe went a little too quick, but <laughs> we know there's other movies coming up. Where last episode we were constantly saying, like, oh, I don't remember because they blended together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as much as we love those movies, we know the newer ones really well. well we so grew I feel up like on them. we have a lot more to say on them. So I feel like we can brush past this a little bit. And nobody really seems to like Timothy Dolan anyway. So you want to just play the song and we'll move right on to License to Kill? He's like the generic serial of Bonds. Aha. Uh-huh. Daylights, 1987, James Bond, the first uh, Timothy Dalton film. Let's do the numbers, shall we? 13 bad guys killed. He likes killing. Three guns used, six units of alcohol. A little little low for Bond. He's a young man. Tons of gadgets, seven gadgets. 
I'm surprised. Can't I can't remember a single one though. No, me either. I remember like, the cello, but that he had wasn't a, a big cute gadget. ass gun at one point. He had a cool gun. It was huge. <laughs> Is that a gadget? I guess it's sort of. No, a gadget. I, I guess it counts towards guns used. It's already so hot. You had a vodka <laughs> martini. Of course, in your first James Bond movie, you got to say Bond, James Bond. I did it. I did mine last episode. And uh, he had a really cool Aston Martin. He had an Aston Martin yeah. that was, it was, uh, I don't remember the model, but it looked like a Mustang, but a good Mustang. Yeah, I don't know much about cars, so. Well, I want to get into uh, 1989's License to Kill. The year I was born. Uh, the year I wasn't born. Here's what happens. Bond aids Felix Leiter in the capture of a drug lord named Franz Sanchez. Played by the guy from the Goonies. Hmm. And in the opening scene of License to Kill, which is funny, it, it is a, it's totally bad shit. It's Felix Leiter's wedding. <laughs> and they are on the way to the wedding, but first they have to stop to capture this drug lord <laughs> on the way to the wedding. Just a couple bros and hanging out. They wind up catching Felix, San- wasn't he not, I just said Felix Sanchez, Franz Sanchez midair. He's in a, they're hovering in a helicopter above a p- propeller plane. Yeah. Right. And, and they wind up grabbing they, they, the plane they and they t- and they hook it and they tow it. Oh yeah. It's it's so stupid. Really stupid. But what happens is they they set you up with that goofy that goofiness. They pull the rug right out from under you when Sanchez comes back and <laughs> he, captures, it's he captures he captures Felix and feeds him to sharks. Yeah, Felix gets his legs eaten off by sharks. Sweet. And I, I'm like, whoa! Like, wh- when did James Bond become Scarface? Yeah, yeah. Well, that is kind of what it's. It's very 80s. Yes, and then and then he get he gets even harder, goes even harder, and he yeah. kills Felix's wife. Yeah, smart. on their wedding day. No, that's smart though. And was there any kind of uh, was there any funny business done to her before she was killed? Is that insinuated? I don't know. I don't remember. She is she is killed. She's dead and brutally. Uh, and and his legs are eaten by sharks, which apparently I think is in a sto- Fleming book. I think. Oh, okay. I, th- I think. I think. He's not dead though. No, no, no. He's alive. Yeah, he, yeah. he he loses. What does he lose? His legs? You just said it, and I legs. wasn't paying his attention. His legs. Yeah, I believe. I know he's maimed, but I think it's his legs. And this sets off the course of events for License to Kill. Yeah. It is a revenge film. Yeah, this is the first Bond movie that I can think of um, uh, uh, where it's not a mission, which now the new ones, it's all this. Yeah. Where it is like this revenge uh, movie where Bond Very is- Very personal. Bond is rogue and M is trying to reel him back in. He can't and he's off. He's resigned so he can solve this problem. Like it's, which again, all the Bond movies sort of do that now, but this, this is the first one that really does that. So d- despite the, the film being called License to Kill, yes. he actually has his License to Kill revoked. Right. And what's crazy is... It's just been revoked. It, it becomes <laughs> revoked, but then it's it's the most, it's one of the most brutal Bond movies I think there is. I think yeah, so because well, he's let loose, man. And uh, I'm going to say 40 people. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say 39. A lot of people die in, a, I think, View to a Kill. A lot of people die in a few of those movies, but I think, yeah, the, the, the Dalton ones were brutal. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, uh, I was really impressed with it. I know that it was a very polarizing film in the franchise because uh, people didn't want to see Bond being cold-blooded. There's, some, there's a lot of nautical-themed kills, <laughs> like people getting killed with uh, harpoons. Yeah, and, you got to love that. Uh, and the one kill that 
this isn't a Bond kill, but the bad guy kills one of his henchmen by putting him in a decompressor, yes. decompression chamber. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> and uh, just letting letting it letting it off real fast, and his head explodes. And I, I, I never forgot that one. Scanner style. Yeah, it looks like it's scanners. It's it's really wild. Also worth noting, first Bond film. With the PG-13 rating. We were moving into that territory, I guess, where they were starting to slap that on there. You need the kids. Yes, before this, every Bond film was rated PG. Well, no, it's it's because you don't need the kids. Oh, you're right. Fuck the kids. (laughs) The point of the PG-13 was we shouldn't have little kids watching this crazy shit. Lame. And I think it was like uh, the famously Temple of Doom and... uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember the other movie that eventually pushed them to be like, I don't think ki- like little, little kids should be seeing this. Well, it's like how there's a pair of tits in Airplane. How is it like that? That's an adult comedy. <laughs> it's rated PG. Oh, well, yes. So you got to start with that. Oh. <laughs> it's like how there's tits in that movie. Um, there's no tits in this movie, but it is brutal. It is brutal. There's a. Oh, no, wait. I was thinking of a different movie. There's no nudity in any Bond movie. Worth there's, a, there's some side boob in Never Say Never Again. Oh uh, well, anyway, see through nip. Anyway, um, yeah, there was some see through nip. We have the the standby nipple in movie specialist here, <laughs> Big Was. Yeah, Mr. Skin over here. I wish <laughs> that guy has got money. Um, but yes, yes, yes. It was. I like this one also. It's uh, it's different though. It feels more like an '80s action movie. Yes. Than it does a James Bond movie. Yes, there's a. A couple of other things uh, to note. Even though he he resigns from being a double O agent, Q still comes in midway through and becomes a major oh, part. And I think Desmond Llewellyn said that this was one of his favorite bonds because he plays such a significant part in the movie. He's almost along for the mission with him. Yeah, he's he's driving him around to different places and the uh, quartermaster. Yeah, he's right, the, dude. Gives him the toothpaste that's plastic explosive. Classic. We, we never mentioned the sort of famous James Bond scene where he goes to meet Q for his new inventions, and there's always like a joke. You know, like the the the, the gadgets are funny. That's like in every Bond movie. We never really mentioned that cliche here. I yes. Know. In fact, I don't remember if it's in the Living Daylights or if it's in Licensed. I guess it had to be the Living Daylights. Q <laughs> makes a... Um, a rocket launcher, but it's a boombox. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, that was Living Daylight. And he says something like, this is for America, like urban America or something. Yes, he does. And then he refers to it as a ghetto blaster. I don't believe yeah. they could ever do that again. Yes, and no. rightfully so. But that's in the movie. Yes. Yeah. Uh, moving, moving right along. Yeah. Uh, another cool thing about License to Kill, I really like this Bond girl a lot. Her name is Pam Bovier. Who was an ex army pilot and uh, she wants revenge too, right? Well, she was uh, Felix's CIA informant, right? Mm. And Bond winds up he he has to kind of put together Felix's case because this was Felix's case, this uh, drug lord. Yeah, and since you know Felix is he had to take care of his uh, leg problems. Uh, yeah, Bond had to step in, so he winds up rendezvousing. I guess Jaws is in this movie too, huh? <laughs> He winds up rendezvousing with Pam Bovier. Bovier. And she saves his life uh, a couple times in the movie. And, you know, she's this... Doesn't he, doesn't he bang the, the, the bad guy's girlfriend, too? Oh, yeah. That was, that was the, the poor part of... The, one of the poor parts of the writing was they're pinning these two girls against each other. And then at the end, he like, mm. has to pick which girl. It's like this weird yeah, thing. Yeah, it's funny. This, for being such a gritty movie, it, 
starts really cheesy and it ends super cheesy with uh, him jumping in the pool because he wants uh, Pam more <laughs> more than the uh, drug lord's girlfriend. Some people say that Timothy Dalton kind of got a um, a raw deal because uh, these movies are fun. But like they say, like he could have been a really great Bond if given a better Bond movie, or like maybe the times were different. Like he could have done something really great if he was, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, it's true. I feel like the Dalton years, like maybe they were just in like this transitional period, you know? Like they didn't know what they wanted to do, they didn't know what direction do we to go be in. Silly? Do we want to be really yeah. serious? And frankly, I'm not sure that they ever solved that until they got to Daniel Craig. I mean, I think they possibly. Did I think they never really were sure. Exactly. Well, we'll get to the Pierce movies. I have a lot to say oh, about oh, those yes. years. For years, I'd written off Timothy Dalton. Yeah, Just, me too. I'd, yeah. I'd written him off. Agreed. And honestly, I, I really liked License to Kill. I got to watch it again. I remember liking both of them. I really did. Not a top five, but certainly an honorable mention. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Runner up. It's a run. It's a, yeah, it's up there. And uh, my favorite of the two Daltons. I have to watch them both again, I think. But I re- I'm telling you, I remember watching these movies and being like, man, why was I so hard on Dalton? Like, I think it becomes this thing. It's like a group thought thing, which happens with movies all the time, where you're like, this is the good one, this is the bad one. But those movies were actually fun. They yeah. were pretty good, you know? So, yeah. Any more License to Kill chatter? Um, gents? License to gents. Kill. Uh, no, I'm good, Jeff. I'm set. Again, I gotta rewatch it too. I don't have that much. I just saw it not too long ago, but Adam really sort of covered everything that I would have talked about. He really kind of nailed it. I'm trying to think. There's like a uh, he puts him in a does he put him in a thing where it's like gonna stomp on him? It's gonna crush him into drugs or something? Turning the drugs into oh petrol? yes, Benicio del Toro. Yes. Oh yeah, that's an early role. For is him. a is a henchman and he's great. He's really great in it, and he he gets uh, torn to pieces by some sort of uh, cocaine. Brick shredder. Yeah, 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 yeah. I of remember course, that. the cocaine and brick shredder. He, it's one of those classic <laughs> ones where he's let into the gang. Bond tricks them into letting him into the gang, and then yes. he has to burn everything. Which is easy to do when you're ex MI6. Yeah, because then you're like, right. well, you not can't, current. You, know, you can't be. A, he's obviously a, a well, badass. Well, you were obviously fired. Yeah, <laughs> you're you, a badass. You wanted to join. Yeah, yeah. Was, but anyway, I think we we covered enough about that. Oh, also Wayne Newton plays a uh, televangelist. Oh, yeah. They launder money through. Yes. But enough of that. There were 10 bad guys killed, four guns used, two romantic liaisons, four units of alcohol, two of which were martini shaken, not stirred. Hey, we got those. There was one Bond, James Bond, no casino visits, tons of gadgets, seven gadgets, lots of gadgets. Now, people. What we're going to do here is we're going to flash forward in time because License to Kill came out in 1989, but the next film, GoldenEye, didn't come out until 1995. Now, I have a theory as to why this is. I think that Bond went to Seattle. You know, he started hanging out with Alice in Chains. He was, you know, doing heroin, got really into the grunge scene, and then he said, this isn't for me. I need to get out of here. So then when Kurt Cobain died, James Bond comes back. And 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 I uh sort of uh hate that theory. <laughs> <laughs> but I do I do get the joke. <laughs> and uh yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think the 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 truth of the matter was um they had ch- changed Bond so fast. Uh they got Timothy Dalton and almost immediately were like 
it's not working. So I think it was really just a matter of like waiting until they could make it work again. Although Timothy Dalton, apparently he didn't officially announce he was retired from Bond until 1994. Yeah, I think they just were kind of... Yeah, but they were probably playing I think they were just kind of like, we're done with you, yeah. And then they got the boy that they wanted. They got got, uh, old Pierce Brosnan. Very good. You got his name right this time. I know. I usually say Bronson, right? It's almost as bad as Borat, but not quite. Not quite. But yes, Pierce Brosnan... Uh, oh, Pierce Brosnan and Timothy Dalton were both in the uh, Edgar Wright, like, Cornetto World, trilogy. Yeah. You know, uh, Pierce was in World's End and uh, Timothy Dalton was in Hot Fuzz. They, they said that they wish they could have got uh, Roger Moore or somebody in uh, Shaun of the, the Dead. Dead. Yeah. yeah. That would have been cool. So are we ready for GoldenEye? Because that that's like the song we opened with. That's the yes. one that we grew up on. Now, we opened with the theme from GoldenEye. Jeff, do you know who wrote the theme what, musically? Yes. Uh, no. It was not Tina Turner who, wow, who performed I'm surprised. No, the theme for GoldenEye was written by Bono and The Edge. Really? From you too. I might have known that from the credits. I might have known that at one time. I did not, I did not have that in the top of my head. Well, no. considering The Edge is a fucking hack, so that's what someone else wrote. <laughs> it. And, and Bono was awesome? Yeah, and what? Bono didn't even fucking sing it. Yeah. It we was... got Tina Turner. As far as I'm concerned, they did nothing. <laughs> also... I'm not gonna get upset like, oh no, they wrote a song I like because also that song's not that good. No, I like making fun of it. <laughs> what really? I it, think it, I think it's a, a classic Bond. I think theme. it's a, it reminds me of Goldfinger, not just because of the gold aspect. I think it's a solid Bond theme. Th- they hit yeah. all the marks. They exactly. hit all the right yeah. Bond hooks that should be in the Bond theme. Now, Goldeneye, yeah. I believe, was the name of uh, Ian Fleming's home, as a matter of fact. Ah. I believe. Ah. However, the first original Bond story, I believe, not written. By Ian Fleming, written for the screen. Oh, if I'm if I'm correct, but you're right too. Is, is what? This is the first. Oh yes, yes, not based on an Ian not Fleming. Not based story. on it. That's, believe, oh yeah, I believe you're right. Yes, it but it was named after his home. The, are we are we doing this? We're no. we're doing it. We we have been doing it. Goldeneye is um I know, but Goldeneye is huge. I, I have to move this mic closer to me. I feel like I'm. You gotta get right on it like this. In. Now Goldeneye. Um, now, th- talk about a movie where you could really feel the times have changed. I feel like this movie yes. is very 90s. Well, they and- even make a big point in the movie to make you fully aware of how the times have changed. Yeah. yeah. Yes. The The movie opens uh, in Soviet Russia in 1986. Yeah, go, go Russia. It almost feels like a Dalton intro to me. Yes, it, it is a very Dalton intro. It is also an awesome intro. Amazing, Great intro. Amazing with intro. With uh, yeah, the bungee dam. jumping scene on yeah. the dam. But what happens is after that intro, and then you hear that golden eye, thanks Bono and the Edge. Pardon me, I forgot to know. We flash forward <laughs> nine years later, and Bond witnesses the theft by a criminal organization called Janus of a prototype tiger helicopter that can withstand an electromagnetic pulse. And he thinks, why would anybody want that? I better look into it. Well, his boss, M. Lo and behold. So M now, <laughs> in the very 90s way, is a woman. It's yep. Judy Dench. And mm-hmm. she does, and this is like the beginning of the, um, not to say Bond was never like a foil for M, you know, his boss, but this was the beginning of like, she just doesn't even really like him. Like, you're, this is the classic, you're a dinosaur and you're a relic of the Cold War. Well, and, and she's also new blood. So he's probably like, Fuck you anyway. And like you, you're you're drunk and you use women because yeah. this is the '90s, man. We got to put an end to all that uh, dinosaur relic uh, misogyny. Misogyny. And so, um, so yes. Anywho, yes. And he drives around with a girl, and I never really liked that scene. 
Oh, that's uh, the scene. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. They're, the evaluator. Yeah, yeah that's a scene in GoldenEye I never really liked very much. And then randomly he meets Cena on a tough before yeah. we ever really get involved in the movie, in the plot. Well, they, they give you a taste. <laughs> never was a little huge, sprinkle. Never was huge on that. But anywho, flash forward, yes, the thing is stolen. <laughs> so oversimplifying it. it a little. Ryan, I, Ryan is downplaying his love of Golden. No, no, no. We, I didn't wanna, even, we didn't even talk about who was with him in the opening sequence well, yet. Yeah, but you have to understand, we did not talk about that for any of the James Bond movies. Okay. Yeah, but this one's big. No, okay. I'll say. So in the intro, it's him and 006. Right. It's his homeboy. It's a fellow 00, which we do not see very often in these movies. And it's if we rare. do, they usually get killed immediately. Right. And, and he and this one did get killed immediately. In, in a sense. It's yeah. Alec Trevelyan, mm-hmm. and he's played by Sean Bean. Sean Bean. Very classic, very, very cool actor. And um And without giving anything away, uh Alec you- Trevelyan is Janice. Yeah. yeah. Turns out. <laughs> Einhorn is <laughs> Ray Finkel. Exactly. And I think the reason why this is one of my favorite James Bond movies entirely lies on Sean Bean's performance as Alec Trevelyan. I can agree with this that. Was, yes. This was also the beginning, not to interrupt you, but this was also the beginning of giving depth to the villain, too. He's not just this crazy maniac. Suddenly there is like a reason for him being this upset, like which is cool. There's a backstory to it. Right. Yes, I, I won't get totally into the backstory. I, I kind of wanted to initially. You but can a little. We're here to talk, man. Alec Trevelyan. <laughs> <laughs> he was born in 19. <laughs> Alec Trevelyan's parents were Leanne's Cossacks, who worked with the Nazis in World War II. And they did that because they didn't want to get murdered by Stalin. So they were kind of caught between a rock and I can't think of a worse rock and a hard place to be caught between. Yeah. yeah. Honestly. Though so they did what they had to do, and uh, it didn't work out because. The Brits never liked them, never trusted them, but they pretended to. Just to use them. Up until the point of when they didn't need them anymore. And then once they didn't need them anymore, they the Brits sent the Cossacks back. Uh, Cossacks were Russian and Ukrainians that did not support the Soviet Union. So the Brits kind of just let them go back to the Soviet Union. Were they? And where they were, were ma- promptly shot. And there is a, there's a super exposition scene. Who's, who's describing this history? Valentin. Yes. Yes, Valentin. Baz- Basil exposition. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, and it's it's and James Bond goes strangling it, a cat. Wasn't our finest hour. Yeah, Mini Driver singing. We can't get too bogged down on all the details. <laughs> anyway, so yes, he already hates England because of this backstory, mm-hmm. and they get into Bond's backstory a little bit, which is his backstory in most of these movies, even if they don't get it too into it, which is that his parents died in an avalanche accident and then he was taken orphan. in by England. Like, yeah. Is that actually said in any other James Bond movie? Though? I don't recall, but I, I'm uh, uh, very sure it's in the books. And then oh, it con- absolutely, it's and, in the books. And then it continues throughout the series. They talk about it a lot, the Daniel Craig ones. Yeah, yeah. his past uh, is not often discussed yeah. at this point in time. Yeah, this was the first one. This was the first one where... Um, it doesn't a character Trevelyan even says to him like drinking all those martinis to forget those women you couldn't save. Like, yeah, this one's really pushing this idea of like let's put a little bit more depth to the characters. Let's well, that, that that it's just not some hero type guy. It's like this is a damaged man well, doing very bad things reason, once in a while. There's a reason why he's capable of doing these terrible things, and there's a reason why villains want to destroy the world. Like they, they put a 
very, very little more depth into the characters. Yeah, yeah. And Alex Trevelyan is a great villain, by the way. And awesome he also villain. has reason to hate Bond because Bond lets him blow up, and yep. we don't need to get into that. But <laughs> he was uh, he was number three on the Esquire. Apparently, it was Esquire that did that long list of all the villains. In my heart, number one. I'll go on record and say he is my favorite Bond villain. I don't know. He's so uh, like he's again uh, a guy like Red Grant is just this bizarro, twisted version of Bond, and he really is. He's a fellow orphan yeah. raised by yeah. them, trained to kill. I mean, he is really like Bond could have become this guy, and that's what's cool about it. And there's a really sick scene where he chases people in a tank. Yes. yes, on a train, and there's a train. You can't beat that. Um, I, me and Adam were talking about how much uh, you like a movie because of nostalgia. Because hold on, I'm gonna burp. Because much like your favorite like SNL cast, it's very often the one you grew up with, right? And that's true. But I think there's a reason as to why I can shit on. I'll just say right now, other than like anybody who had more movies than Dalton, anybody who had more than two movies, I think Pierce Brosnan had the worst run of James Bond movies. So like I can say like I don't think a lot of the other ones are very good, but I still love Goldeneye, so it can't just be nostalgia. I think Goldeneye really stands the test of time as being a solid James Bond movie, which Adam said to me. Yeah, I was just gonna say he's making a face at me like God forbid. That's my that's my thing. And (laughs) I think it's and I think you're right. And I think so. I think it. And there are people that are hard on. Pierce Brosnan, they say he's like more of like a ninja or he's more of like um eh. like he's not as spy. It's more of like a 90s action movie and they, they but he's debonair as shit. People say that they didn't they didn't bring enough to the bond. I, I don't know. I'm just saying what people have their naysays right, but right. I th- I think Goldeneye uh holds its own. And I also think in, in probably only this movie, it's the best blend of Bond being the funny witty Bond and him being you know, a gritty badass. Agreed. Yeah, I think that they... Well, it was directed by... Uh, we don't talk about the directors very often, on, but it was directed by Martin Campbell who went on to do Casino Royale. Right, right. So he's obviously very good at people's first bonds, but also he's definitely somebody who's clearly pushing for having more depth into the Bond movie. But you're right, this still has the gadgets. It still has, like... Yeah, it's very much still silly Bond. Zena on a top, you know, like on a top. Oh, yeah, that's... I mean, she's an, an amazing henchman. Yes. Thank you for calling her a henchman and not a Bond girl. <laughs> also, so, oh. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, also there's Boris, which I'm a personal fan of. I'm invincible. It's great. And they give the Bond girl more character, too. Not yeah, that she, I, she has something to do. She actually I, plays a part. Yeah, she has like a character she doesn't like. like she know, like a, You yeah. know what I mean? Well, she's directly involved in this storyline. Yeah. Boys with toys. Oh, God, that's the worst. I, I don't really particularly love her character. but I mean, I think mm. it's uh, an, an insanely quotable movie. I mean, I guess yeah. maybe that's just for us. Favorite grew quote. Up with it. Favorite quote in that movie. Mm. Bar none. I know what mine is. I know what mine is too. I love Ooh, it. I, it, I it was. Have, it will spoil the movie. Yes. For everyone. My favorite. I'm just gonna say it. Is All right. when he goes. Uh, the end. For England, James. No. For me. Nice. Great line. Dude, amazing line. That's Wait, a great. Well, Adam, what's your favorite? That's the same line. That's oh. the same line I was Because at the beginning... I have a different one, though. Okay. <laughs> I'll just say... Spo- I don't care. Spoiler over. Fast yeah, forward. Go fuck if yourself. Listen, if you didn't see Goldeneye, get the fuck off We're this podcast. We're talking about Bond movies here. <laughs> it's that simple. Um, at the beginning, they meet up and they're, bo- and they're best boys. And Trevelyan says, like, for England, James? He's like, uh, for England. You know, and that's their little, like, phrase they say to each other. Because... Wait, it's a play on that. Even... Uh, I know. I'm describing it to the listener. 
They've seen it. Even Fleming says that one of James Bond's only good qualities is his loyalty to like England because he's not a great guy. So the fact that at the end, it's like uh, for England James and it's like, no, man, for me because yeah. you betrayed me. And that's fucking great. What's your favorite line in the movie? And if it's I'm Invincible. No, that's too obvious. Is it Boys with Toys? No, God, no. I know what it's going to be. Do you? No more foreplay. No, no, it's not that one. <laughs> what is it? It's one of the most. Re- it's the most pointless line in the whole movie. But it's during the tank chase, and it's when Ormov is in the car with Natalia, and he yells at the driver, "Use the bumper. That's what it's for." <laughs> Amazing. That's my favorite line in the movie. Tank comes in. The James Bond mu- music explodes. Oh yeah, when it first goes through that wall. That's a fun movie. And the music man. swells. That's a good James Bond movie. Yeah, that's actually. I think the only point where the traditional James Bond theme is used in that movie. They do it less and less in the sequels, yeah. And Joe Don Baker from In Living Daylights comes back to play a different character. He's sort of like the Felix character. What's his fucking name? And I wonder if they didn't make him Felix because they somewhat want these movies to feel episodic and Felix is supposed to have no legs now. That's right. I don't know if that's... Because they... They're not really. They don't really feel connected because Bond yeah, would be a lot older. Right. But they kind of want it to feel like it's connected. So I wonder if that's my only criticism of this movie. Jimbo. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. My only criticism, and I found out recently why this happened. Uh, they make a huge big deal out of his car in this movie. It's a BMW Z3. Yeah, yeah, and they show you all these cool gadgets when they're in the Q lab. Oh, and they're never used. You're right uh, in action in the movie at all. And I remember being bummed out about that as a kid. Apparently, it was a cross promotion with BMW that was put in last minute. Not surprised. These movies are riddled with product placement. Yes, and they sold a ton of BMW Z3s. There you go. And 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 that scene has got one of my favorite Q scenes, where Bond doesn't know what the sandwich is. Oh, and goes, yeah. Don't touch that. That's my lunch. <laughs> and then, of course, he gets the pen, which Boris classic. likes to flip around. It's yeah. cl- that's cl- he's get Love out of a it. jam. Classic James Bond scene. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point, people. If you're listening to this and you've never seen these movies, then we're really not going to sell them to you. We're mostly just going to spoil them. Well, because if you haven't seen it yet, I'm okay with spoiling it. Um, I would say straight up, if you if you're a James Bond first timer, Goldeneye is a pretty good place to start. I, yes, I think. Just, I think we can say that because it was where, at least me and you, Adam, was where we started. So I think I, I don't care. Straight up. So I think we can come. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying, but we experienced that and, and it worked for us. Like that movie is a good. It, it's a good first timer. It worked yeah. for us. I like that. Yeah, that's all I mean. And now it's all downhill. Are we? <laughs> oh man, I hate to move on from Goldeneye because I feel well, like we could do a whole even... episode on Goldeneye. Yeah, yeah. Ryan. How many bad guys do you think were killed in this one? I want to say 40 is a joke, but I actually want to think about it. I'm going to say 40. I'm going to say 29. 47. Oh! Deadly. Price is right, I would win. I I will say that um, James Bond... uh, (sighs) Idiot. Uh, I'm the idiot, not James Bond. He's just kind of a jerk. Yeah. (laughs) But... Pierce Brosnan is the most deadly James Bond. By the way, I love that you called Good. him Pierce Brosnan, James Bond. It's like that he's so he James, is, he's Bond. Selling James Bond. He's selling it that much. He's not the Matador to you. He's not the Thomas Crown Affair to <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, I didn't James understand why Thomas Crown Affairs isn't a Bond film. No, I never understood why James Bond was in Mrs. Doubtfire. It didn't make any sense <laughs> to me. Why a drive-by fruiting hit him with a lime in the head? Two romantic liaisons, eight units of alcohol. Of course, you got to say Bond, James Bond in your first film. I'm going to say it every time. There's a casino visit. Only two vehicles driven. What was the other one? He drove the, the tank. Z- Does the tank oh, count? 
That's right. It's a vehicle driven. That's right. Didn't he also fly a, a plane? Tank Doesn't is that a vehicle. Count? Yeah, we don't know how accurate this site is, FYI, but it's yeah. fun to use it. I think it's uh yeah, who cares? Who, who cares? cares how accurate yeah, it is? Who's looking this up to make sure? We've been doing it and we're gonna keep doing it. Yeah. Uh anything else uh to add to oh, Goldeneye? Oh my god. The the Bond film that started it all for me. Uh, me as well. I'm I'm very confident that this was the first Bond movie that I re- at least recall seeing. And I uh, I remember meeting a guy right around the world is not enough kid, kid my age. And I remember him saying like, "Can you believe they're making a third James Bond?" <laughs> like, you know, for kids, this was James Bond. Exactly. And uh, I did not see it in the theater, but I saw. I, well, we'll talk about the next movie next. But I feel like weird moving on from this. Well, also M drinks bourbon, badass. She's That's great. Pretty badass. Great M. We never really talked about the actors who play M, but uh, well, they're always just like stuffy Brit guys. But they're they're classic Brit guys as, as Bond's boss. Yeah. Uh, there's a new Money Penny, and it's again a very it's sort of a different um, approach relationship, right? Where yeah. he's flirting with instead of her flirting with him and back and forth, he's flirting with her, and she's doing this very kind of like I don't know, like hard to get. It's different. Well, it's more like. I, I know like you're into me. She's playing like, hard to get. There's more of a feminism he, thing. He used yeah. to kind of play hard to get. Which I never understood because Bond bangs everything, so why wouldn't he just bang Manny Penny? I don't he, really... You can't could. dip your pen in company ink. Yeah, but you know Bond would dip that pen. Yeah. Well, he doesn't, though. <laughs> no, you're right, though. He doesn't. He doesn't dip his pen oh, in company well, he, bang, he bangs other intelligence people. Not in MI6. No, not in MI6. Did we ever talk about the uh, the gun barrel <laughs> sequence? Gen- this was his, Pierce Brosnan's first gun barrel scene, and I feel like we never really talked about how each one opens <laughs> with Bond walking. That, like, opening. It's not Sean Connery. I believe it's his stunt double that does that. Ah. He has the hat that Bond always used to yeah. throw on the hat rack, so he kind of covers his face. I believe <laughs> that is not Sean Connery. Interesting. But if but yeah, Pierce Brosnan does it. He does it pretty good, you know. They all do it. They they all do it pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> and uh, I just don't want to move on from it. I really like the movie. I thought they did a. I just it's a cool. That's a cool Bond movie. Well, there's also the giant satellite dish. That's kind of, almost kind of a callback to like, uh, you only live twice with oh, the giant underground oh, volcano thing. We never really got into what Trevelyan's plan is, but it's essentially just to destroy everything. Right. right, he's just yeah. to destroy. He wants end. to he wants to destroy the uh, British economy. I think yeah. with a gigantic satellite laser. Yeah. Well, no, a, it's it's the EMP, electromagnetic right. pulse. I'm sorry, it's a fries all the chips. And is he asking pulse. for money? Is, Not he, a laser. is he is he a terrorist? Is he? No, he's like stealing all the money into his Classic, account. Classic like Hans and then, Gruber, and then like, bl- blowing the record so there's no evidence of it. Of course, then he wouldn't be able to really use it because. It, well, no, was, he's sending it to an account not on Britain. Like an offshore account. So the account oh is still good. God. Yeah, convoluted bond plots. Yeah. Now all of a sudden I g- don't <laughs> like this movie anymore. <laughs> still just a common thief. What did you think about... Uh, I, by the way, I think I talked about this on this show. Why these bad guys are always get mad. How dare you just call me a thief? Yeah. What do you got to be ashamed of? That's You're a criminal. That's exactly what you fucking are. Take the money. They're not calling you a, 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 like a rapist. They're calling yeah. you a thief. You're stealing. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of Natalia? Because I did not think she was... She's not one of my favorite... Uh, we don't usually talk about Bond girls, but since we're just, just dissecting the whole movie, what did you think of that character? I always liked Natalia. So okay. did I. Yeah. I didn't. And I, I think it worked. I enjoyed shooting her in the video game. <laughs> <laughs> Great game. I, 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 I know we co- mentioned it last time. There's a World's Not Enough game, but there was like other yeah. Bond games I never got really into. It was really a Tomorrow Never Dies game, and guess what, people? It's 1997. It's time for Tomorrow Never Dies. I think they made it for, your, for now. Russia with Love game, actually, I think. Oh. All right, so let's do it. Um... Let's move on. Let's do, it, do, it. do it, do it, do oh, it, wait, do no. it, do it. Are you are you playing it? 
No, because okay. that's not the song we're going to play. Okay, good. So in Tomorrow Never Dies... Cheryl Crow. That's not a great song. Not good. Bond investigates the sinking of a British warship in Chinese waters. Goodbye, f- Goldeneye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we barely knew you. And now what happens is after that, there's a, there's a shooting down of a Chinese fighter plane, and it seems like there's this war brewing between the British and the Chinese. But it turns out there's a media mogul named Elliot Carver that is setting all this up to make headlines. Pretty outlandish plot. Very, and to get cable rights in China. Very, <laughs> very, very stupid. Yes. Not to mention he's fighting for newspapers, and in like three years, there will be no, that it will be worthless. Now, yeah, but, he, but he had more than just newspapers. It's a terrible plan. No, yeah, it's stupid. Because um, he builds a stealth boat. He has a torpedo with buzz sauce on it. Billions of billions dollars. Billions of dollars on this yeah. idiotic plan. Um, Okay, uh, I will just say, I think this is the first one I saw in the movie theater. Uh, it was definitely the first one I saw in the movie theater. I, I have fond memories of it, and I think I saw it in the movies. I know I saw World Is Not Enough. I think I saw this one. Anyway, I looking at it as an adult, I know I probably differ than you guys. I don't think that this movie is very good. I disagree. I don't think it's yes, bad. Yes, I, I, I would like to hear the case for against Tomorrow Never Dies and the case for the Tomorrow judge? Never Dies. You and I have argued about this many times. Uh, Jeff, you're a huge fan. And no, I don't hate it. So, Jeff, what's, the, what, what's to love about Tomorrow Never Dies? I think it hits every point that you want out of a classic Bond movie. Not to the same degree as, say, better ones, say, like, GoldenEye. GoldenEye, I feel like, really hits the perfect flow, tone, pacing of what I want in a Bond movie. This one, I think, does that just to a lesser extent. Good uh, villain. I think the aside from... Mr. Tompkins' rebuttal. Yeah. Go. Well, if you're about to say the villain is good, I'm going to have to rebuttal against that. Wow. I was going to say he's okay. That old bitch sucks. <laughs> he's okay. <laughs> he's a great henchman, though. The henchman that just doesn't talk and he's just a big lug? Stamper. Oh, uh, <laughs> get over. Okay, well, what about the fucking Desperate Housewives uh, chick in the movie? Right. Oh, she's pointless. Now, she stinks. I will, I will say a lot of times, um, the for lack of a better term, Bond girl gets a raw deal, not because of the actress, but because of the writing. Yes. Many times, most times, nine Agreed. times out of ten. Agreed. In this movie... And I already agree with what you're going to say. She stinks. Uh, Terry Hatcher, <laughs> when she... You're, Sharing a scene with uh, Jonathan Price, who plays uh, the media mogul, Ellie Carver, the villain, who's a Shakespearean-trained actor, and she's she just Not. couldn't couldn't hold it oh, together. No. Did you like the bad guy? Because to me, the, you talk to that guy for two seconds and you go, this guy's up to no good. He's just over-the-top evil. Yeah, but that, that's, that's true with a lot of James Bond villains. But they're trying to... I, it just doesn't work. I don't know. This guy did not really work for me. I don't. I'm not afraid of this old guy. He was a he was a fun guy. His, his, but that doesn't mean he was good. I guess he doesn't suck. I'm not saying he's his the worst. whole plot is totally ridiculous. Uh, the only thing I I know that um, Michelle Yeoh is in this. Yes, she's uh she's working with the Chinese, right? Yeah, she's Chinese intelligence. Yes, and they and her and Bond work together. I remember a really awesome. There's one really awesome scene where they're the motorcycle like, motorcycles on rooftops. That's yeah. cool. Super cool scene. Yeah, well, and it starts with them jumping out of a building. That scene. It's a and they hold the poster. Don't you think? Oh right. Don't you think Dude, that's a little insane. too? Don't you think that's it's a little too? His face, too, right? And they're ripping it in. Yeah, half. but don't you think that's, that's kind of cool? I it don't just know. feels a little too like. 
cheesy like '90s action movie. Well, that was the thing. I it doesn't I, feel like Bond. When I recently watched it, the thing that stuck out to me was how dated it seemed. The mm. Golden Eye, even though it's older, did not seem dated to me. Tomorrow Never Dies is going for this, and again, it's a very James Bond thing to sort of try and be the movie of that time. So I don't hate it, but. I don't know if it's John Woo. It's like a Mission Impossible 2 John Woo yeah. kind of a thing. And there's like that kind of like techno action movie. Yeah. yeah. Music like... Yeah. And it doesn't feel very Bond. I don't... It's not bad. Even but the I just, way that people are dressed and stuff reminds me of... Like I guess because maybe it's because I can remember 1997 a little bit. It's got this so very sort of like, um, uh, like, Batman Forever 2 thing where like when they're at this ballroom party, everything feels very cheesy to me I, I don't know i don't hate they're, that they're trying to be slick i'll give you that i'm being overly negative because we've talked about i don't like 97 slick i agree i, I agree i don't like 97 we've, ta- slick. <laughs> we've probably I- talked about worst bond movies so i don't mean to be too negative but just because i remember it so well i just and i think you're right adam i think it's because i remember 97 so there's just like when i watch it i'm like Ugh. but i think there's enough in that movie to make up for it I want to. I want to hear the good. And okay. I'm not challenging you. Yeah, I just. I'm generally curious. Great car. Great use of gadgets. What, what kind of car is it? It was another BMW, but they used all the gadgets on it. I remember as a kid, only can control with the. As phone. A kid, oh, it's a, it's as a remote a, control car. As a yeah. kid, I loved the remote control car thing. It's a. It's a little. How he's an expert at it is a little nuts, but it's Bond. Yeah, you know? and then you got Wade coming back. Does a great job. He's not bad. I never really cared that much about Wade. Yeah, I like him. Yeah. Um. The whole, I think the whole ending scene on the stealth boat is great. Am I like challenging you too much? I'm not trying to challenge you. Don't you don't have to. I like the movie. Uh, yeah, exactly. I just wanted you to talk about your love for the movie. I, I enjoy that movie. Uh, the boat scene is, is pretty cool. I remember that was pretty good. I remember seeing it as a kid and liking it. I mean, I, again, I'm not trying to shit on it too much. Adam, speak up. <laughs> the only thing I'm thinking is, um, and this is, gonna, this is a really tough thing to say with two more of these to go. Each of the Pierce Brosnan movies is a step down from the one before it. Yeah, but I agree with that. 100%. I think that's probably true. I go tit for tat on whether or not I like Tomorrow Never How Dies. How many or- steps? How many steps, though? Uh, this one, maybe one or two. Yeah. But then there's a there's a huge drop-off towards the end. But See, we'll world, get to that when we get to it. World is Not Enough is, um, is very forgettable, but I'm not sure I dislike it that much more. Then Tomorrow Never Dies. They're kind they're of close. Co- they're kind of okay. interchangeable. Almost. Um, Tomorrow Never Dies is more memorable, but they're pretty. They're pretty close. Also, by the yeah. way, Tomorrow Never Dies. Oh no, terrible name. That's a terrible name. <laughs> terrible name. And it was it because the newspaper is called Tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, Tomorrow, we're gonna destroy that newspaper. No, I'll give you. I'll give you the title is not <laughs> okay. Great. And then the Without old guy is like, Tomorrow Never Dies. Yeah. But that's okay. A lot of these titles going forward are not great. Um. So uh, I don't hate the movie, uh, but everything about it feels very much like what's big in 297. Like even the fact that Sheryl Crow does the music. Right. I don't even think Sheryl Crow was that big of a deal in 97, but it's like who would be uh, cool to get? I just Sheryl feel, Crow. It feels very late 90s. It's weird yeah. to me. It makes me sweaty. I feel like I'm watching like <laughs> Spice World or something. But I I, uh, I don't hate it. I don't. I, I could certainly watch it over many other James Bond movies. It's true. It's, it's quick. It's fun. Mm-hmm. You know, but. Because I remember it so well, it's easy for me to criticize it a little bit. It is my second favorite Pierce Brosnan James Bond movie. And there oh, you go. And that says something. Because there's only four of them. Jeff, you have anything else you want to say before we move on? Um, no, I think I'm good. We, we covered a lot. 
Yeah, we talked about Stamper. 30 bad guys. Oh, wait, hold on. What about Gupta? We got to talk about Gupta. Who is Gupta? Yeah, who's Gupta? He's that guy that you sent me a picture of last time. Remember the fat guy? Oh, my God. I, I don't. He's like the worst part of the movie. I don't remember what does this he guy. Do? He's the one who steals we the thing. We have to talk about the worst part of this movie. <laughs> we have to talk about Gupta. He steals the thing. He steals the, red, the thing. All he right. has the red box, and he, he's got to talk the ship off course. Oh, uh, we've my God. And he's at the Gupta. end, and he's like, no. it doesn't matter. Just move on. 30 bad guys killed. <laughs> Five guns used, three romantic liaisons. And one Gupta. <laughs> I don't remember Gupta. Obviously, I did know about him. I can't. Nine remember. gadgets, heavy gadgets, no casinos, one Bond, James Bond. He steals the thing. 22 the units of alcohol. Maybe I do remember him. All yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, okay, maybe yeah. I do, yeah. We're going to keep on trucking with Pierce Brosnan, the podcast. Welcome back to the Gupta podcast. <laughs> Ryan remembers Gupta. 
Yeah, I just well, he wants everybody to know. Yeah, I think he was a magician in real he life. I believe he was in Boogie Nights Goofed and a few him. other movies. All right, now that we're all, not enough song garbage. Ah, um, interesting. Now I I was I chose that one over Tomorrow uh, Never Dies, just because I think it's this better song than Tomorrow Never Dies. I don't think it's necessarily a great James Bond song. I don't know if you guys have an opinion on that James Bond song. I it's kind of good. It sounds like a James Bond song, yeah, which yes. is why yeah. I kind of like it. It definitely sounds like a James Bond yeah, song. Yeah, but it's not anything. Man, it is hot in here, huh? It's uh, it's steamy and moist. But uh, not that it's um a great song. I wouldn't go as far as to say that it's garbage, although I guess it is. <laughs> Hello. But oh. it's uh, The World Is Not Enough. We're here. The third Pierce Brosnan movie. We have made it. 1999. Bond recovers money for Sir, for Sir Robert King, a British oil tycoon and friend of M. But the money is booby-trapped and kills King shortly afterwards. Bond traces the money to Renard, a KGB agent turned terrorist who had... Previously kidnapped King's daughter, Electra. MI6 believes that Renard is targeting Electra King a second time, and Bond is assigned to protect her. And the pair are subsequently attacked. So we'll right. move on right now to Die Another Day. <laughs> I, I, I never know what to say after you read the premises to these things. It's like, but I guess you, you have to, right? You want to give the people a little bit of an idea what the movie's about. So much KGB going on. Um, well, that's another thing worth mentioning is that the Cold War is over now. Around they the, can't give Well, the Cold War's been over since Goldeneye. They can't give up the KGB. But I remember there was a um, Wayne's World sketch where they're doing the top... Th- you know, I was a kid, but they were doing the top things that were great, uh, bad about the uh, USSR going away, and one of them was that they could not be the bad guys in James Bond movies <laughs> anymore. But yeah, it's, um, they're gone now, but they still have a problem with these people. Well, it's also the return of uh, Valentin Sarkovsky. He comes back, yeah. Wade yeah. was in the last one. This guy's in this one. It's a little world they've made here. Yeah, I like it. Um, I like him as a character. Okay, so world is not enough. I believe that that indeed was the slogan to James Bond's f- family in in the, the James Bond lore. So that's why they mention it in this one and why it's the title of the movie. All right. Okay. And um, what can we say about this movie? I think it's incredibly forgettable. Yes. Uh, it's very bland. It's very... Uh, the only memorable things are the worst things about the movie. Agreed. There are elements that I... That I Yes, but let's get into it. I think the bad guy's pretty good. Yeah, he's, I was actually going to ask. Yeah, he's all right. Yeah, I think the he's whole pretty bullet good. in the head thing. The whole he doesn't feel pain. It's absolutely absurd, but I think the actor is really trying to sell that shit. Yeah. Who is that guy? Anybody big? No. I don't remember. No, he's been in, he's been in movies. I, I can't. He used to be a magician. I think he was in Boogie Nights. Uh, but, His name's Gupta. <laughs> Jeff, you... <laughs> Ricky J. Jeff, you... um. Now, the girl is the real bad guy. Spoiler alert. Ugh. What's her name? She's oh, Electric oh, King. Electric King. King. And yeah, I thought you were talking about the other one yet. Oh, we can get into that. We'll, we'll get there. But I will say that um, that was she a, annoyed me in that. She movie. annoyed me too. But that was an all right twist. Yeah. And the more, this is one of those movies where the more I talk about it, the more I'm like, oh yeah, yeah there was a helicopter scene. Oh, like, the helicopter thing with the buzz saw. Yeah, Great. yeah, yeah. I love start, that. I start to no remember memory. zero memory of that. Well, you got to see it again. I remember seeing this one in the theaters. Yes, uh, definitely. Yes, it, this very well could have been the first one I saw in the movies. I don't think so, but. Um, Man, Brosnan was getting some shitty scripts. Let's talk about this. What do you think of Brosnan's performance as Bond? As a whole? As a whole. How do you feel he does as Bond? I think great. I think he only does as good as the script is, honestly. And that's why I think he's great in Goldeneye, and then he's not as good in the subsequent films. Yeah, I think he... Well, again, it steps down as you go through through his movies. I think he's an all right actor 
I think he does. I think you're right. I agree with you. Yeah. I think he is only as good as the movie is. I think if the movie's not great, I think he did a pretty good job in World Is Not Enough. I think he did all right. I I I still buy him as James Bond, 100 percent in that movie. Um, he doesn't seem tough enough, maybe to be James Bond. Am I wrong? Maybe I'm wrong. Well, I mean, in Goldeneye, I think he's tough enough. But uh, World Is Not Enough. Um. Let's just say the stupid Christmas Jones thing and move on. Okay. Because this movie, I can't Oh, no, there's do. still stuff to talk like, about. So Denise, like Richards, Denise Richards is in this movie, and she is god-awful. Well, she's god-awful in everything. But, but I remember when she was in this movie, I remember my grandma being uh, like, oh, I heard it was terrible, like um, like Denise Richards could ever be a uh, like nuclear physicist. I remember being a kid and being like, whatever, grandma, it's a movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it really doesn't make sense. But now that I'm an adult... I'm like, yeah, Grandma had a pretty good point. Mm-hmm. It does not make it is absolutely uh, <laughs> clown shoes ridiculous. Because how old is she in that, or is she supposed to be? Uh, she I, looks I like she's know. fucking like 28. I mean, she's a terrible performer. I actually found a site, uh, Adam. If you allow me to, uh, it's called Mister Skin. It's, Always, it, it's a site. Called, it's on the Guardian, and it's uh, James Bond's ten most unforgivable puns and all i will say is that number one is from this movie do you want me to read the list real quick or just go right to that uh let's read the list real all quick right. <clears throat> that's because you know what i can do with my little finger casino royale yep. mm. i'm sure we'll be able to lick you into shape live and let die okay i have been known to, to keep my tip up die another day Ugh. oh good god that's- just Terrible. keeping the British end up, sir. The spy who loved me. <laughs> that was pretty good. I like that one. It's yeah. just the right size. For me, that is. From Russia with oh, Love. Oh. When she's talking about her mouth. Right. Yeah, yeah. but is, isn't that also in Die Another Day? They kind of bring that back? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Uh, I think so at the end. Well, tell him to pull out immediately. That's from The Spy Who Loved Me. <laughs> okay, here we go. When one is in Egypt, one should delve deeply into its treasures. That's in The Spy Who Loved Me when he's uh, having to about uh, to spy, bang a girl. Spy loved me a lot of them. Yeah. He's a real horn dog in that one. I mean, the title, you know, he's, he's loving up things. Uh, I'm up here at Oxford brushing up on a little Danish. Tomorrow Never Dies. Uh, yeah. That's a good one. Uh, I think he's attempting re-entry. Moonraker, you right, brought yeah. that one up. <laughs> and here it is, people. Number one, Denise Richards' character's name is Christmas Jones, and she doesn't want to hear any Christmas jokes. And at the end, when they bang, Piers Brosnan says, I thought Christmas only comes once a year. Good God. Terrible. That is the sleaziest, most shameless. First of all, they it, was definitely, ri- it was written by a 13-year-old. They definitely named her Christmas to make that joke. To make that shitty joke. Can 100%. you imagine the reverse engineering thought? Yeah. Yes. Unreal. Someone went... Hey, uh, <laughs> someone said it and just thought, hey, you know, I thought Christmas only comes. You know what it was? They probably wanted to come up with a double entendre. So, okay, what's a good word for that? Comes. Yeah. Christmas only comes once a year. You know, they came up with it. And then it was like, let's name a character Christmas. But who the fuck was named Christmas? It's a terrible uh, line. No one. Terrible No one line. ever is. And uh, I don't even want to talk about this movie anymore. I'm done. There are some cool scenes, though. I like the opening scene with the boat. It's not horrible. Of course, it ends on a boat again. A lot of boats. Well, no, that's a submarine. Oh, what? Yeah. oh, a submarine's just an inside the water boat. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, what I don't. About, what about the henchman Bullion? I don't remember. You, 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 yeah, you know all the <laughs> most the henchmen. All the indie henchmen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All, all the yeah. all the DL. Like. Um, I'm trying. And he, and he says the line, "Put your money where your mouth is," because he's got gold teeth. 
Oh, the ra- he's like a rapper in real life, and he yeah, plays a yeah. henchman. Yeah, yeah, I remember him. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I I want to move past this, but behind it is Die Another Day. Now I can get. No, I you can mean get, the best one? I can get into <laughs> Die Another Day. Actually, I mean, I feel like we could really talk. about All right. Well, first, let's wrap up. World is not enough. Uh, Twenty-seven bad guys killed. Man, he he stacks up those bodies. Man, Adam is so bummed out right now about Pierce Brosnan. I know. Movies. Three romantic liaisons. Eight uh, gadgets used. 13 units of alcohol, one Bond James Bond. And, uh, yeah, it's a, that's about it. You need about 13, ounce, uh, 13 uh, alcoholic beverages to get through yeah. the friggin' movie. Oh, oh and there is one, there's one casino scene, too, where he uses x-ray glasses. You can't forget about <laughs> the famous x-ray glasses scene. Yeah. It's a very forgettable Bond. I remember the villain. I remember him being tied up. I remember, like, yeah. certain images, the tubes. Although Valentine the, dies. The, the tube scene, yeah, he, yeah. He, it's kind of cool how he dies. He takes yeah, the bullet. Yeah. The, the tube scene is okay. It's okay. Yeah, it's a little cheesy and stupid. Yeah. Let's be honest. It's not a great movie. No. It's it's whatever. But it's I, fun. I think... Oh, we got a little... Uh, oh, there's a siren going on outside. Bo- an air raid yeah, going yeah. on. Boone has a siren every time there's an emergency. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's, a, it's a bit much. The air raid drill. Now, would you like to play the amazing song from Die Another Please. Day by Madonna? In its entirety, thank you. And twice? Mm, here, let's... Uh, let's just tease it because it's so yeah, this, good. This one goes out to Gupta. All right, let's... let's yeah, no, let's, 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 let's relax on that. All right, okay. so <laughs> Die Another Day came out in... Uh, 2002. Oh, we're talking over it. Good. <laughs> and uh, this is Die Another Day by Madonna. Oh, boy. And uh, this is going to be rough. <laughs> Let's just say yes. if my name was Christmas, I'd be coming more than once a year oh, hearing this. Yes. This song is just bad. Oh! Here it comes. Here it comes. Boom! E. Another day. <laughs> oh, Madonna, what are you doing? It's just, not, now, it's just not good. In the beginning of the movie, he gets <laughs> he gets taken into like a a North a North Korean prison. Yes, yes. which by so, the way, I thought was ridiculous as, as I didn't like as a kid because it went against the grain. But as an adult, I can appreciate they tried something different. Although it's still trying the, to be a bit more poignant. Yeah, but the execution is terrible. But they're they're tort. The, the the opening credit scene <laughs> with this song is him being tortured like in a North Korean prison. To this. To this song, listen, yeah, crank it. I'll tell you what, the North Koreans could just play this song. This would be a hell of a torture. Anyone would crack. This would be a hell of a torture. I'll tell them whatever they want to know. <laughs> Now, you were saying she starts saying crazy stuff about Sigmund Freud? I think she just starts saying phrases trying to sound deep. <laughs> it's a shit song. Uh. Man, Madonna, she's got a few catchy songs, but she's got some shit, man. She, also, she, she was old when she did this. She also has a, a grossly horrible cameo in the movie. It's oh, yeah. such a forced, forced and- uh, you better put me in this. She's in like one second. Oh, it's bad. And don't they, do the, do, don't they insinuate that he bangs her at one point? I'm sure. Right? Probably. Why not at yeah. that point? Here's Wait, a movie that I, I want to see if I, I can hear that crazy part. Look how the music cuts in and out. This song rocks. <laughs> it's just so innovative. Ugh. Oh no! I thought I thought I was. Gonna I hear can't remember different. when it happens, but it's mostly this. We can probably not play this. Just anymore. sucks the air out of the room. It's so unfun. It's very boring. Like it's just very. Bleh. There's yeah. no fun or excitement to it. 
just herky jerky. It doesn't get you ready for the movie. No, it gets you oh, ready for suicide. All right, I'm done. I'm out. Uh, you can find it on Spotify, people, if you want to hear it. So, Die Another Day, James Bond, Jeez Spotify Louise. This is the movie with like virtual reality in it. Okay, here's the thing. Come on. I could go on and on about it's this movie. It's got a lot of stuff because going on. Because, A, I've seen it a few times. I, this, I definitely saw this in the movies, and I, yes. I had it on VHS. And also, we watched it. Me and Jeff, from this point on, watched every one of them here. Before this movie, I had not lived here. So we started watching all of them together here. So I've seen this one very recently. So I could yes. really get into Die Another Day. So basically, quick... Plot synopsis. Um, yeah. Bond's, <laughs> invest- Bond's investigating a, a Korean, a North Korean colonel who's doing illegal stuff with weapons and diamonds Hover, hovercrafts. or whatever. Yeah. And uh, he gets killed and Bond gets captured. He's tortured for 14 months. He has to listen to Madonna singing that song for 14 months while he's being waterboarded. And then he's exchanged. He did, they do a prisoner exchange with this dude, Zhao. Yeah, the original guy's like Bud. Yeah, and he's he's a super bad dude. He's, he's got the diamonds. <laughs> he's in his a real face. evil bad So the dude. whole movie is him just trying to get this guy back. Um, and, and there's a laser in an ice sculpture. I don't know. This this movie. Oh, yeah, that laser I will is say, fucking bad. I will too. give the movie credit for one thing, though. If there's Bond movies that are forgettable and boring. This movie is an acid trip. I mean, this movie is fun to watch. It's funny. There's get, a lot of things going it's on. It's fun to get drunk and, and yeah. it's fun to get wild in this movie. But I, mm-hmm. they're, I, they're trying a lot of huge fucking swings on this thing. You know what? I guess you're right. Uh, it's a terrible movie, but I remember it more than the world. Exactly. Not you know what? The biggest sin, I think, is to make something where you're just like, buy the books, plug it in. Sure. Having said that, this movie is terrible. And, yes. Uh, um, they do sort of a reverse uh, You Only Live Twice where instead of Bond becoming Asian, an Asian guy gets surgery to turn into a white man. Correct. And it's stupid and terrible. Uh, he has yeah. D- DNA. DNA and he, does, he like doesn't sleep. DNA transplant or something. Yeah. There's a sword fight. There's a, there's a pretty that rad sword, sword fight. That is a pretty good sword um, fight. Oh, is the, they're fencing, yes, right? Yes. Which is so tough. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> there's an invisible car. Oh yeah, god! Which is also the invisible car. A glass. A, gl- a no. I love ice. the ice, like castle. Yeah, they yeah. go to. It's so <laughs> yeah. stupid. And yeah, then, like by his diamond mines that aren't real. And then, just like in the movie before it, the Bond girl's a turncoat. It just happens yeah. again. Yes, yeah. the that's same true. thing happens again. Yes, and and less interesting. Was it a Roseman? Roseman pipe? pipe. Yeah, yeah. She's all right, but yeah. oh, oh, how we miss this? The Halle real Bond Berry. girl, Halle Berry. Terrible name. Jinx? Wait, what? Terrible name. Oh, her character's name, Jinx. No, yeah, yes. Halle Berry's an okay name. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Halle's all right, I guess. Um, yeah, she, I, I don't know if it's her or the script, but man, does that role stink. Well, dude, I feel like I every, just don't, every, I don't really so remember it. Every line is like, we have to go over here. She just not. She I just doesn't nail it's, it. It's just so bad. I it, don't remember it at all. Uh, I don't remember her performance. And, uh, um, yeah. And uh, Madonna just clouded everything for me. <laughs> I just think of this as the Madonna movie. She's in it for like a second. The Madonna movie starring James Bond. It's so sad then, that that's how oh, it is in my head. Oh, you know who was in it when we rewatched it and we thought it was funny? Michael Madsen. Oh, that's right. Michael and Madsen's in it. He almost feels like he's in there as like this like 
he does this like American CIA guy, right? Like, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm yeah. an American CIA. We ain't gonna listen to your like Brit shit. He's doing his Madison voice. We're gonna invade yeah. it. They and uh, the 48th parallel. I don't know if they're trying. They wanted to make a Jinx spinoff. Yeah, I heard that. So I'm wondering if he was supposed to be her boss in the spinoff movie. Mm. Boy, am I glad they did not do that movie. Although yeah. it, maybe it'd be fun, but a fun in a shitty way. I'm just waiting for Catwoman too. They do. Um, they do. They, isn't there a suit that has shoots lightning bolts like Darth Vader's light or the Emperor's lightning? Like oh, that yeah, really like a, cheesy lightning yeah, comes like out. Body armor. Yeah, and uh, what I do remember about this movie is it started off like oh, maybe this will be okay, and then goes into completely insanity land. He comes yeah. back from... Oh, this is interesting. Very similar premise to Skyfall at first. He, yes. he comes back from being injured. They're not sure if they want to allow him to come back. He has to like prove himself. M gets ca- kidnapped. It's like yep, a revenge yep. against M. Mm. Uh, or, or maybe the revenge against M was World is Not Enough. That it was World is Not Enough. I'm mixing the two. But it, there, yeah. there's a lot of ideas that's like, this could have worked if you... They just... I feel like it's... Them not knowing, do we want to be silly Bond? Do we yeah. want to be serious Bond? And but, they just go off the fucking deep end into insanity well, land. Because you know how you were saying how like Tomorrow Never Dies, and I guess maybe even World Is Not Enough goes more into like just like stupid action movie. This one I think goes full blown because there's that car chase out in like the tundra away from the ice uh, hotel. Yeah, where it's like it looks like Fast and Furious. Yeah, and I'm like, what the fuck's going on? And then he's windsurfing no he's surfing he's with surfing, a parachute dude when he surfs and that like avalanche fucking scene, the worst that is some crazy i'm just like i don't buy this and that laser or a second why they would allow him to have that laser <laughs> i don't know. okay it is so fucking crazy. adam i know you don't like these movies but they're kind of fun to talk about what about when jinx drops down <laughs> what about the, this the biodome what about that hold on she drops down into the biodome and, and leaves the fucking tether there can you deal with that and then i can't and then no one sees it they fight except on, bond they fight on a plane um it's not good it's not good Halle berry calls the other one a bitch 31 I, bad guys hold on. killed. Hold on. i just say this. I feel bad for Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. I think he could have had some good bonds. It sucks that that was his last one. And Well, there's a reason that was his last I one, know. though. And I, and I just want to say, uh, that's all I want to say. I want to wrap up the... Okay, go ahead. Give me the... Give it, me was, the it was time for him to retire. He was old. Yeah. yeah. And, and not great. <laughs> Six units of alcohol, eight gadgets used, two romantic liaisons, one Bond, James Bond. Didn't even go to the casino. But yeah, uh, Pierce Brosnan, big body count. That's uh, that's his his contribution to yeah, the. He's a fucking madman to the series, and uh, I think we're done. I think we're done with Pierce Brosnan. All right, well, uh, goodbye, Pierce Brosnan. You were our childhood. You bond. were our childhood Bond. Yeah, your Bond in my heart. Yeah. And uh, Quinn Tarantino wanted to do the next movie. That's right. With Pierce Brosnan, he really liked Pierce Brosnan as Bond. He, he's famous for having these stories of like where he was going to make some franchise mm. movie and never does, and it never it didn't happen. Yeah. There's some story online about them drinking together, and it never happened. And uh, I don't know. I think maybe with a better, it's it's a shame that that was the end of his run. But yeah. like, we'll always have Golden Eye. So I think now moving forward, these are huge. These are very huge. Uh, we are at, at our current Bond, Mr. Daniel Craig. He's not a knight, right? He's not a knight. I yet. don't believe so. Are we, are we playing a song before this? Or are we jumping right in? I think we're gonna we're gonna jump right in. <sighs> this is like. You need, do you need a song, dude? This is marathon. <laughs> I could go for like a one other water and maybe a drink, but I, I could do it. Oh, right, we're gonna do this. Okay. There'll be a song soon. There'll be a song soon enough. So, four years later, in 2006, Casino Royale comes out. And before 
it even came out and they had announced that Daniel Craig was going to be Bond. I remember watching a movie he did called Layer Cake and not being very impressed with it and wondering, how the heck is this guy going to be James Bond? I wasn't the only one. The uh, papers, the media, I think in the United States, not sure where else, very uncool to Daniel Craig before even seeing the movie. Didn't seem like a James Bond type. He's a blonde-haired, blue-eyed guy. I don't remember my opinion. We were in high school, so we were still pretty young. There was there was even a report, and this turned out not to be true, that the reason why he they, they were saying he drives a Ford in this movie, not an Aston Martin, is because, oh, Daniel Craig doesn't know how to drive a stick shift, which is total BS. That's not true. Yeah, and there's no reason they couldn't teach him how to do it. Like, that's yeah, bullshit. he's an actor. I remember this movie. I don't know. Are you, are you, you wanna... what, what I really wanted to say about it is uh, I personally, even in high school, was really skeptical, super, super skeptical about Daniel Craig as James Bond. And now in 2020, I couldn't have been more wrong. He's he, done nothing but prove me wrong, and I love it. Yeah. Yes. I remember seeing this movie in the theater. It was right when AMC by the mall came was built. All mm. three of us went to see it. Uh, was that true? Were we together when we saw it? I, yeah, I, remember I, we sat right up front. Yeah. Okay. And um, yeah, we were in the neck breakers. I remember seeing uh, one of the Rockies with Adam there, but I uh, right around the same time. But um, I I was right there with you. I wasn't sure how how to how, what I was going to feel about it. But after Die Another Day, man, you were like, whatever, just give us something, anything. But yeah. Uh, so Casino Royale. Uh, we talked about this earlier. They did not have the rights to for a long time because uh, they they made a shitty comedy with the name and uh, and it just didn't have yes. the name. They finally got the rights to this to the name and uh, that's the first book. And, and uh, they decided a, to do a, a reboot, a, the first hard reboot. And then of Bond. this was this this was like a big thing at this time. Like I think Batman Begins was the first one. It was like a year or two before, and it was this idea of like we and again Batman and Robin. Like we've gone too far into insanity land. And I didn't understand that. When I saw Batman Begins for the first time, I was like 15. I'm like, this is not a prequel to Tim Burton's Batman. I didn't get it. Yeah. That's how rare that was then, right. at least for me as, as my, at my age. And so it was this idea of like, we're starting over. This is new Bond. We're going to show how he gets his double O status. It's not going to have gadgets. It's going to be grittier. And now you talked about Goldeneye was the perfect mix of like the grittiness and the funness. This one definitely leans more towards the grittiness, but I feel like this was the first one where it was like... A pretty good mix. Let's yeah. take a really... Se like, not super serious, but let's take a far more serious and like human and vulnerable and deeper look into James Bond and still have it be fun and silly and extravagant. Like, these movies have the challenge of like, let's be super exciting and huge, but based in real world. There's no voodoo, you know? Right, and right. I think this movie nailed it in my personal opinion uh this is one of my favorite james bond movies i watched it today it totally kicks ass i love and it, it gets yeah. better every single time i watch it i yes. love this one it goes, i love it, it it flies by yeah it's fucking it, awesome it flies by i don't re-watch movies that often i could re-watch it again tonight after just seeing it yep. it's so much fun now mm -hmm. a, a quick synopsis Opens, as you said, he gains his double O status by, uh, he has to kill two people, apparently. Great scene, by the way. It's, mm -hmm. Yeah, and I gotta say, his first kill, he brutally kills this guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And 
right away, you know, you're they're presenting this new Bond. You know, right away, he's this is not Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, no, there's no this, this guy is business. Yeah, yeah this is fucking, an assassin. Yeah, he'll get down and dirty. Yeah, use his hands. He's a more of a brute force kind of a Bond. Yeah. So uh, colder. And, and then uh, after he gets his double O status, he's we're immediately taken to. Uh, what country is he in? Where the casino is? No, the first one. He, he, the chase. Oh, the chase. Yeah, let me... Uh, um, it's somewhere in Africa, the right? Parkour. Yeah, he has to... I'm sorry. He, pers- he pursues a bomb maker in Madagascar. There you go. Like that cartoon Still technically movie. Africa. Uh, so that, that's a, a really insane scene where the, like he has, he's it. chasing a free it's... runner. And uh, you... And in this Parkour. scene... Parkour. Yeah, this scene shows how he's not a superhero because he can't keep up with this guy. He's literally bashing through things to try and get him, which is so cool. Yeah, and he's he's also finding sneaky ways to catch up with him, like uh, shortcuts I to like, kind of catch up to this guy who's free running like a madman. He was one of the inventors of parkour. That guy. Oh, really? I didn't know. Yeah, that. this was like top top like the yeah. heat of parkour. I like how the one agent who let him go is like the worst agent ever, <laughs> yeah. and then James Bond just comes in and just starts bashing through things to try and catch this. Yeah. Put that, your hand down. That stupid. whole scene is so fucking cool. Yeah. It's nonstop. There's like eight times where he almost dies. Also, Daniel Craig's gun barrel thing was different. He turns and shoots at the screen. <laughs> and Dine Another Day, he shoots at the screen, and the screen bleeds, and it's really bad. But anyway, so yes. Yeah, so he, he's he basically, yeah, he's following these clues. He, he finds a clue in a text message that that bomb maker had yeah. after he, uh, he brut- like, brutally kills that guy, too. Yep. Yeah, at the embassy, right? Like, yeah, he, he blows. To. Yeah, Bond blows up an entire embassy and almost causes an international incident. It's and of course, course, classic James Bond. Yeah, M <laughs> is 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 so pissed about that. And uh, you know, also she, Judy Dench again. Yeah, yep. brought her back to continue playing the M. Which I uh, which I actually originally was like, why are they bringing? Uh, if it's a reboot, back? why would they bring her why? back? But then I realized, oh, they want to keep something in the blood. Right. You know, yeah, and, and I a think a little of the old in and, with and the I'm new. And I'm glad they did because I think she's great. Yeah, I I felt like she made a good yeah. brid- bridging effect. So then he he's following these clues to the Bahamas, and it, it turns out <laughs> uh, one of the guy the uh, bomb makers are in cahoots with Le Chef. Yeah, Le Chef. Le, Le Chef. Sorry, yeah. Le Chef. He's not a chef. It's okay. Maybe he's, he's Chef Chef. Le Chef. Lashif, <laughs> who bleeds blood, he bleeds blood out of his eyeball. But classic villain. Basically, thing. he is a bit of a, a Ponzi scheme guy. He he's taking which, which is mo- interesting. He's taking money from these uh, you War- know terrorists, warlords, warlords, and he's and he's trying to invest in a scheme to blow up a jet airliner. And the reason he's doing that is because he's he wants to short the stock of that airliner, now and then he th- makes tons of money. Is this a good? Is this now? Is this a good scheme? No, because Bond foils the plot. <laughs> well, if Bond wasn't there, not a bad scheme. It's and a pretty clever scheme. Not bad. So, Le Chief, Le Chiffre, Le Chiffre, he <laughs> he doesn't have any money now. It's he wasted name. all of his money. He his, blew it. His name is Le. Sheaf. Maybe his name is Bill. Bill Sheaf. Bill Sheaf. No, but you're right. So now he's fucked from these guys that he took their money. Yep. So how is he going to make his money? 
Gambling. High stakes poker. What a premise. In Montenegro. I gotta, I, this is all that. I, I got to read that first book. It so, sounds cool. So, yeah, yeah. Right. so Bond goes to Montenegro with uh, a financial officer from the Treasury yep. in uh, London named Vespa Lynn. Great. Who's going to bankroll? Excellent Bond girl. Fantastic. Yeah. She's the money, as she says. Yes, right. yes. She bankrolls him $10 million to play <laughs> high stakes poker. But, and by the way, 10 million pounds, which is actually more than dollars. I'm sorry, that's right. 10 million pounds. And by the way, if Bond loses, all that money from the government funds terrorism. Yeah. Yes. Straight up. Not hard but to believe. So, not shit. hard to believe that they would take that gamble. But I will yeah. I will say um You said we were gonna play high stakes poker, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> and I do believe original in the in the in the book an original bond it would be uh Baccarat, but because in two thousand six poker was huge, like celebrity poker. Right. It made sense to make it but which I actually appreciated because I liked Texas Hold'em poker. And also understand how it Yes. I like it generally. I actually kind of miss playing it. So to me it was like exciting to watch that game i remember seeing richard roper on tv he was just talking about movies in general and he and he's a poker guy and he said that he thought the poker in this movie was too cartoony and this is why you can't listen to critics man yeah, they're well, all subjective I mean, in a way i'm not a huge poker guy but there's some hands in there that are kind of crazy like when you're playing a game of poker with your friends like you're you you don't see a straight flush no 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 you know? you're it not wrong but happen it and... is james bond yeah right. you gotta yeah. build it up. i know yeah they gotta do and there's it a all these ins- these these classic like uh other poker players that are just like uh just there yeah, yeah. I, I i don't know I well to... one of the other poker players yes, there yes. is felix Leiter. they brought him yep. back and he's got his legs they brought yep. him back they don't reveal him right away but it turns out he's i guess <laughs> the CIA had the same idea to play high stakes <laughs> poker to try to get this Lishithi guy. I think it was just broke, Felix, so Felix he has idea. nowhere. He has nowhere to turn but to turn himself in, basically to avoid being killed. I mean, it's a pretty, by warlords. pretty brilliant strategy. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. cut, the, cut the money line. I always liked the way the chips looked in the on the poker table. Those like big plates. Yeah, I always oh, thought that those are worth were, like way too much money. So cool. I just want to yeah. play with those things. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the, he he invents a drink, which, by the way, that drink is called uh, the, the Vesper. Vesper. Okay. So it's like, uh, in fact, you know what I found out, Jeff? You can go that's, to not, that's not just a funny joke. Uh, Bond invented that drink. Yeah. Like at bars, if you order the Vesper or whatever, Vesper, it's because of the book Casino Royale. Like yeah. James Bond basically invents a drink. There you go. Names it after her, and that's a real drink. So there you go. There you go. And he makes her boobies have to show, so everyone gets nervous and he wins. Boobies. Oh, anyway, uh, <laughs> two, 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 there's two main things I, I want to say about this movie. And uh, the, the thing that I love about Daniel Craig's Bond is you are seeing all of, cool his, all of his worst qualities. All of James Bond's worst qualities are magnified. His Just how his ego gets in the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's not cheeky about it. He's he not makes, cheeky no. about he, it. He, he, Very upfront. You he's, see his emotions. He's he's an emotional bond. He gets angry. He, yeah. He wears them on his sleeve. He tries to to suppress them, but he's not sly. I mean, not to say that he's not a good spy, but he's just you're right. He's he's far too um ego-filled. That he's not good at not being angry or sad when he's angry and sad. Like Although he gets colder, I think, as the movies go. But you sort of Agreed. learn why that is at the end of this one. Yeah. But, yeah. And the, the other thing is... His uh, swimming pool eyes. Swimming pool eyes. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you guys think of Le Chiffre? 
I think um, he's a good villain. He's not a super in-depth villain like uh, you'd think would be in a movie like this, but uh, I think he's got a. I think he's a good bad guy. I like the character. Well, he's ruthless, which is what I like. I, I but also he's kind of like, I like that he's not um, a guy who's going to take over the world. Right. He's, he's a, just there, a rich crook, and fucking... he's gotten caught in the in the shit. And yeah. I and I and I like that. I don't know if I like desperation in a villain. See, I kind of do because okay. because I feel like it makes them more human. Okay. And also, you don't know what he's going to do. A megalomaniac that's just like, I've got everything under control. Sure. Then you've got like a Christoph Waltz thing where it's like maybe a bit too much. Where I like a character who's like, shit, how am I going to get out of this? I don't know. To me, don't get me wrong. I like both kinds of villains. But I like this kind of villain because he's a little bit... He, he's not on top of the world. It's right. Just a, it's just a bad dude they're trying to catch. And okay. to me, that's kind of cool. And there is obviously this deeper, worse organization that... What's the character's name? Uh... He's in like a bunch what? of these movies. Mr. White? Mr. White. White. There's an obvious, and we find out later it's Quantum, this, there's an obvious more going on, and he's just a pawn. And I like that. I like that it's the tip of the iceberg. Right. Sometimes you need the top of the iceberg, but I like that for this movie. All right. Well, that makes sense to me. But I get, <laughs> I get why, you don't, why you might not like Desperation also. It's not well, very intimidating. Yeah, it's not intimidating. He seems know, he's getting like beat up by uh, <laughs> yeah. by guys, and you're like, oh, this is the the bad guy. Like, yeah, but in his desperation, he whacks Bond's fucking nuts like 800 times. Two things: a the car flipping scene. Most times, like I think a car has ever flipped. Yeah, in a that's, movie that's, in the world, so that's in the world record book. And two, and again, I think it might be in the books, but I love that torture scene because it's not some crazy laser. Or some kind of like a, a, this machine will crush yeah, your some face. Some elaborate bullshit. No, it's what torture is. I'm gonna tie you to a chair and smack your balls a bunch <laughs> yeah. of times. To that's me, just, and that's I, torture. And I love that. I, you've never seen James Bond like that before, where he's laughing through the pain and sort of taunting yeah. him. That's a really cool James Bond that you've never you've never seen that side of James Bond yeah. before. Oh, absolutely. So that's cool. But uh, so I like that scene. Any any more on the uh, the Casino oh, Royale? Man. Casino Royale, you could go, you could go on and on. I, oh I, yeah, he he almost feels more like a spy in this one. There's no gadgets. Um, no, not many. Well, five gadgets were used. No many penny. No uh, Q. I don't know. What, what, really, gadgets? What do they count as gadgets on this website? Guns? Well, he had in uh, the Aston Martin. He had a whole uh, defibrillator pack. Oh, that would pop that's out. not a gadget. By the way, how cool is it when he gets drugged and he has to when, use yeah. that thing? That's so yeah. Cool. When it's when it's in the, the right, part right. in your front console. I kind of like that. Yeah. I kind of like that because that's the sort of gritty, realistic version of a James Bond gadget. You yes. know, it's in his car, so that is kind of cool. I love how whenever he's on an hour break from playing <laughs> tons of poker, he winds up killing a bunch of dudes. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, like, Saving his own up. life from poison. Like, the craziest shit happens. And then he just goes in the bathroom, w- wipes the blood off his face, puts on a new suit, the and movie, comes back downstairs. <laughs> that's all the best parts of the movie, but then the movie, and I'll just spoil. Should I just, I'll just be with spoiling. Yeah, of course we can. And you can fast forward. You find out that Vesper is, in fact, double-crossing him because they uh, have kidnapped her. It's a whole thing that they get yeah. into in the next movie, yes. but she is... He the, wins the poker game, and wins. she takes all the money. And he's killed, and the money... <laughs> and and Lashif is killed, and the money is taken, and you find out that she has been being used as a pawn from Quantum, and... Uh, then there's this really cool scene. It was at Italy when the building is yeah, collapsing. Yeah, mm. And uh, so anyway, she ends up Venice, drowning. He tries Italy. to save her and she ends up drowning. And I, there's a line, which again, I think is a, 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 might be a book line, but I love it when she says, uh, they're talking about her and he just goes, the bitch is dead. Yeah, and yeah. that's like the beginning. And I've heard people sort of talk about characters like him or, or, or like a Don Draper and they're like, 
oh, they're telling you a sad backstory, so they're justifying his bad behavior, but I don't think so. They're not saying his behavior is good. They're just saying this is how this guy became this way. He right. became a cold dude. You know, he was an orphan. He was raised to be an assassin. And then this shit happened to him where he finally had liked somebody and they betrayed him. Mm-hmm. So it can exp- it explains a little bit more why he's so cold going forward. So I don't know. I just really, really like Casino Royale. I love yeah. at the end when the music finally starts coming in. And he goes, he says, he does his Bond, James Bond, and then it breaks into the fucking... He becomes James Bond. He becomes James Bond. I have a little theory that every one of the Daniel Craig movies ends with him finally becoming James Bond. And then the next (laughs) one starts with him not being James Bond. We're going to explore that theory. Anyway, we can move on, but I I love Casino Royale, and I think it's great. Two romantic liaisons, 26 units of alcohol. I believe Daniel Craig is the booziest Bond, according to Bond in numbers, Bond by numbers. Two... Casino visits three vehicles driven, and it made a ton of money. This movie made so much money. It was gigantic. Oh, well, it was a big comeback. And the uh, and the song was okay. It was a decent song. But uh, not re- really worth playing. Now, are we yeah. jumping right to the next one? Yes, we're going to go to Quantum of Solace, and uh, I skipped this one. I didn't prepare for this one. Uh, all I know is it's the shortest Bond movie. I believe it's less than two hours long. Mm-hmm. I remember when this movie came out, it was during um, mm-hmm. the production was during the writer's strike. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they didn't really have much of a script. And uh, and it shows. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's quick. It almost feels like another third act for Casino Royale. Okay. It's the first James Bond movie other than Diamonds Are Forever where he's going after Blofeld. It's the first James Bond movie that starts right after the last one. Oh, uh, okay. And... Yeah. It's this is a movie that truly to me feels like almost like more like a born movie or just like an action movie. Right. It's, yeah, it's real quick, in and out, but there's not there's a great not a, not a lot of stuff going not on. Not a great villain. Talk about squirrely. So there's squirrely. a couple references like the girl covered in oil instead of gold. Yeah. There's a few right. cool things. Yeah. There's some cool car chases. Mm-hmm. But um it, it it overall just feels like what if Bond it's a revenge story. It's like license to kill, and that's in that regard. It's right. him going on revenge of to who betrayed her and made her turn bad, and you do eventually because well, he wants out. to yeah he wants to figure out that and dismantle. So he basically is dismantling another bad guy who's uh, isn't it like a classic like stealing water like classic like Chinatown yeah he's thing? like trying to hold the water ransom essentially and it's basically another quantum plan yeah and it leads him to the guy that betrayed her and mm-hmm. then he finally becomes James Bond but to, to, <laughs> I don't want to go I don't want to slide past this movie too fast is there anything else you can think of well a bad song I like yeah not a good song I mean song. Jack White and Alicia Key but it's not a good song uh, the quote unquote Bond girl of the movie I think is utterly pointless yeah, yeah. You, she say, has, you she say that about a lot of the Bond girls yeah because they yeah. don't give them a lot to do okay and that's this true this one her storyline has nothing to do with the overall well, story. Well, she's getting revenge oh. on a bad guy who's working with our bad yeah, guy. Yeah, but that's the only thing. Because, yeah, he's, like, buying land from this general. Who was doing some pretty Yeah, he's sleaze- a bad guy. He was doing pretty sleazy things, right, with her. Didn't he, like, wasn't she, like, kidnapped by him? Yeah, something. I don't know. I think, well, he killed her, like, family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was, like, a was it a sex slave thing? I think it was pretty sleazy. I can't remember. Might have been. We just watched it, but this was one of those movies where I remember as it was ending and everything's blowing up and collapsing, I remember thinking, I don't really know what's going on. Yeah. It, it's not as bad. This is one I go back and forth on where I'll see it and go, oh, that's not that great. Then I see it, and I've only seen it like four times, but then I'll see it again and go- <laughs> Only four times. <laughs> maybe three. Maybe three. So I saw it in the theater, and I thought, 
that was all right. Then I saw it a second time and thought, oh, that was better than I remember it. Then I saw a third time and thought, that's not as good as I remember yeah. it. Yeah. So I tend to go back and forth on how I feel about Quantum of Solace. It's not great. It's not great. It, and also, it's coming on the uh, toes of Casino Royale. The expectations were huge. I remember our boss high. at Pathmark was pretty bummed out. Yeah, Cha-cha. exactly. Uh, <laughs> it's I like, was bummed out. Yeah, I think everybody was. Oh, to a degree. I, I think, think everybody was. was. Yeah. I, I didn't hate it. But you I think nailed it. It was uh, it was a born. Even though I really liked the first Born Identity movie, so it was, this was like a born sequel. Like just a, a lot of shaky cam. It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just like uh, how do we continue? It didn't have the depth. I, I don't know. But the ending was kind of cool when he gets revenge on the guy that did end up betraying her. Yeah, that was and, pretty good. And um, finally he becomes James Bond. Again. 16 bad guys killed, four guns used, two romantic liaisons, 18 units of alcohol. That's a Sweet. lot of alcohol. He didn't say Bond James Bond in this one. But he did say Bourne, Jason Bourne. He was <laughs> Jason Bourne. Uh, okay. We're gonna take a quick break. Oh, here. I need it. I, I I really did not want to rush through these movies because yeah. I I love uh, talking about them, but okay. I'm dying. Okay. Yeah, it's hot in here. Yeah, I need a drink. This is the end. Hold your breath and count to ten Feel the earth move and then Hear my heart burst again For this is the end I've drowned and dreamt this moment Where worlds collide and days are dark 
That was Adele with Skyfall, an Oscar-winning James Bond theme. I think the first one. Uh, not many Bond movies have Oscars. I think maybe there's one five. They're not really yeah. built for critics yeah. and awards. Not built for awards. And that's fine by me. Yeah. Um, awards don't mean shit. That's probably my favorite James Bond song in... Uh, 20 years very long time of the, of the yes. modern era yeah I, i'd say all the way back to probably roger moore that is probably my favorite james bond song it and is a great song i i almost feel like they should have done a um a shirley uh what was it ba- bassy bassy yeah, where they bad. just had her do a other uh, she's got the right voice for a james bond song in my opinion and none of the other daniel craig ones i don't think are any good so or or good enough i should <laughs> yeah. say so i I, th- I love that song <laughs> Anyway, in Skyfall, (laughs) after an operation in Istanbul ends in disaster, Bond is missing and presumed to be dead, and the aftermath questions are raised over M's ability to run the Secret Service, Uh and she becomes the subject of a government review. And then the service itself is attacked, and Bond has to come back. He's he's not dead. He comes back, and he wants to see what's going on, why is MI6 being attacked, who's responsible... That is the the main gist, but as we see, it becomes much more personal down the line. And this movie is I, this movie gets into Bond's backstory way more, I think, than any other. Yeah, I would say so. I'd say that this one they, it goes pretty deep. They mention it in others, but this one's like yes, without a doubt. Um, it's so hot in here. Yeah, it's very hot. It's uh, <laughs> starting to smell. Um, um, yes. Um, um, word, um, word. um hello. Worth mentioning, uh, this movie was directed by Sam Mendes and uh, Old Mendy, heavy hitter. Yeah, he is a heavy hitter director. Uh, he did, um, what was the movie he, he just American. did? The word 1917. 1917, yeah, which I did not see and I should have, but he did a what American Beauty, he did American Road Beauty, Road Russian Revolutionary yeah. Road. Oh, yeah, he did Jarhead too. Um, he's an our, did he our do Science, tour. Silence of the Lambs, no, no. that is not him. Wow. He's an our tour, our tour filmmaker, and uh, yeah, he'd, he'd already won so many Oscars, and and most of these these directors of Bond films are only famous for directing Bond films. Yeah, they're not bad directors. Um, I don't think Martin Campbell did anything that great, but they're not bad directors. But they're that's what they're, they're famous. They're for. directors yeah. for hire. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Yeah, they're not auteurs like you said. So when you got a guy named like like Sam Mendes, he's gonna bring a crew of these awesome people. And, and uh, one of the people that he brought on was Roger Deakins to Deacons. do the cinematography. And boy, does Deakins... First of all, is there a movie that Deakins works on where he doesn't fucking no. bring it? No. He brings it best. so hard. And this this movie has some of the most incredible visuals, I think, of any James Bond movie. Yeah, I mean, I will say that maybe the best... Uh, it's tough to say it's the best part. That's how, it, I like this it one. It really kicks yeah. it back to, you know, the old Connery films that were filmed, you know, in, in that... That kind of like big, wide, you know, old time uh, yeah. Hollywood way, even though they're not Hollywood films. But I get your point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, oh yeah, and some of the visuals. I mean, obviously, like the silhouette fight scene. Just and unreal. Just certain scenes that yeah. you're, you're you're watching it. It's one of those things where it's like, um, like an actor who's incredible. Where it's like almost like I don't want to say it's like braggy, but you're watching and you're just like, oh, this guy fucking rules. Like this guy's just incredible. Oh yeah, he just fucking nails it. Yeah, Deacons. <laughs> the Deke. Um, the Deke. So I remember you, Adam. 
Yes. And we're all fans of this movie, and I have lots to say about this movie as well. But I remember you really liking this yeah. movie when it came I out. I was blown away by it immediately. Yeah. Whereas Casino Royale is like a grower with me. and Not a shower. A grower, not a shower. Yeah. But after watching it today, like Casino Royale was so good. I'm like, oh, God, like is it? Is, is it better than Skyfall in my book? Like the fact that you know I, I'm having this debate about two of the Daniel Craig movies is something that would have been unimaginable yeah. to me in 2006. Right. What do you think? I, both of you. I want to watch Skyfall again, actually. Yeah. Uh, I do. The thing about Skyfall, aside from the cinematography and this you know, new uh, aesthetic direction, the villain, Raul Silvia, uh, played by Javier Bardem, I really loved. Um, I love that villain. I I have a little beef with his plot, with like what he's planning. Uh, but in terms of just like his character and how he perfor- performs him yeah. is so. It's a bit of a re- it's a revenge plot, and also yeah. it's one of those the dark Simple. the Dark Knight was huge, and so this idea of a villain being caught on purpose. And all these coincidences, like I planned for the train to come down at you, Mister Bond, yes. and like, and I, oh, I knew that, like, this would, you know, like it's just so intricate that it's impossible that he could have possibly planned it. But that aside, if you can, you know, use your imagination, the actual character uh, and the way he plays them is so cool and so fun. Agreed. I, I think that uh, he's an amazing combination of a. A lunatic megalomaniac, and also he's got all the best qualities of a strong henchman that's gonna, you know, break your neck. He's very intelligent, but he's really funny too. Yeah, he's got charisma. They see he's like, it was going back to the sort of flamboyant, sort of insane Bond villains. Yes. This movie in general, like, the Aston Martin comes back. And I think it was 50 years of Bond at this point or something like that. Yeah. Wasn't this like an anniversary? Yes. Uh, it came out in 2012. Yep. So it would have been, yeah, the 50th anniversary since so, Dr. No. So there was a lot of stuff like that. There's a new Many Penny. There's a, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I don't want to spoil too much, uh, you know, get, jump ahead. But uh, at the end, M is a man. Like, it, <laughs> and he's got Judy the door. Ditch is a man. He's got the door. <laughs> man, baby. He's got the door with the, the stuffing, the, the, the old James Bond office door. Like, oh, it's yeah, just yeah, yeah, everything yeah. like and many penny you don't know it's many penny until the end it's like robin from dark knight rides but it's like it felt like again he becomes james bond finally at the <laughs> end but this movie was one of those movies that tried to have it both ways where a classic thing in these daniel craig movies is everyone is him going rogue or trying to retire and like he's too old james bond's always, too old for this too old so you're saying he's too old but at the same time he's finally becoming the james bond that we always known but this one like even more than Casino royale was like Let's have some gadgets. Let's have the old... Literally, Aston Martin's in it, and they hint at the fact that this guy has been on missions in this Aston Martin with booby traps on it. So it's like, let's bring back silly James Bond and the crazy villain with the insane plot, but still try to keep... The like in depth sort of gritty grounded Daniel Craig in, grounded in reality. Yeah, it tries bond. to push that a little because again it went too far with because um, Quantum of Solace and the yeah. Serious Land. So it's like okay, let's be a little bit more Bond, but still try to be Casino Royale. And I think for the most part they did it very well. Also taking a step back from the whole Quantum storyline. Yeah, it's also more of a standalone story. Than the other two? Somebody said it was similar to the Connery's where the third one was Goldfinger. Yes. And it was like the third one in the series was like, I don't know if they did it on purpose, but the third one in the series was kind of like, even though eventually you find out that apparently he did work for Spectre or Yeah, whatever. but that's whatever. It, it, it's sort of like an offshoot of like, in fact, out of all of the James Bond movies, this is the only, uh, all the 
Daniel Craig James Bond movies. This is the only one that is just a mission. It's 007 on a mission trying to stop a bad guy as opposed to it being like um, related to Quantum and Spectre and all this right. shit. exactly. This one is, you know, or Vespa. This one is just like, no, it's just like a bad guy wants to do a bad thing and Bond has to stop him, which is really cool. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I know, I really like yes, it. Yes, scuffle. I, the, 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 when he pulls the teeth out, the CGI is not great, but he's such yeah. a cool character. And again, he has a reason to hate M and it's... Uh, also, great performance it's by him. Judy Dench. Yeah, she she's in that movie. She is kind of the Bond girl in the movie. Yeah, that it's is true. Unconventional yes. that yeah. way, and, and that is really cool. And yeah, spoiler alert: she dies. And as a matter of fact, uh, the villain, in a sense, wins because he gets his revenge, and he does get to kill her, but he doesn't get to see it. But she does die. Right. And uh, and uh, and it's it, you know I think you're supposed to be emotional. I'm not sure that I was. I think Ryan cried. I cried. I was. I was crying. I so. probably cried a little bit myself. You probably did. And I know you loved it when they hinted that James Bond may have had a gay relationship. Oh yes, there. <laughs> yes, uh, Sylvia. He comes on to Bond while trying to intimidate him, and uh, to the uh, when I saw the movie, to the audience's delight, uh, Bond just goes along with it. Well, because he says like. It's the first time for everything or something. And, and he's James rubbing Bond, his leg. And James Bond goes, what makes you think this would be my first time? Yeah, the whole audience went, whoa! Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, as a spy, I watched that show, uh, The Americans, and they have to do all these crazy shit. Uh, like gay sex? Yeah, as a matter of fact. They have, I don't, I, they have to do things where it's like, it's for our well, job. you're acting. Yeah. You're a spy. Yeah. And so the, it's like, okay, this guy has been a spy for a long time. It's not so hard to believe that he had to do something gay once in order to get close to somebody. Like, Absolutely. And I, you know. I mean, Lord knows he uses women that way. Right. Why not men? He needs to get uh, information any way he can. Mm-hmm, exactly. So I really liked that they threw that in there. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Then the end turns into sort of like a straw dog's home alone. And the new Halloween, <laughs> new Halloween do that too. That's like a yeah. cool thing now that people love to do. Is that's like, the name, the namesake of the movie, right? The yeah. uh, the estate is called Skyfall. Yes, exactly. Where he, that's where he grew up. Yes. Yeah. Fun little fact, you know, Kincaid, he's mm. the old Scottish guy that takes care of his house. Right. Rumor has it that was going to be Sean Connery. Ah. But, but I, he didn't want to come out of Either he didn't want to do it or they changed their minds. I don't know. Well, Albert Finney was good. Albert Finney was kind of a pointless character, mm-hmm. but was a, was very good. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's all good. But, yeah, that movie, the ending is very unbond. It's like – that would almost be another good place to start if you want to get into Bond because it's Bond enough, but it's, it's like an action movie at the end, which I think is why it was so successful because it's like I feel like anybody that just wants to see a cool movie – could enjoy it. Can get something out of it. And Bond fans could yeah. get something out of it. <clears throat> and so I, I, I'm sure there's plenty of other stuff to talk about, but I like Skyfall. I don't know, if Adam, if you have anything else you want to say. I, I don't. Uh, Jeff, do you have anything else? Um, real quick, we should talk about the new Q. Oh, yeah, real quick. We, we, we haven't touched on that. Two, all right, two things. One, there's a new Manny Penny. She's young and she's like, seems like she's into the action. Yeah. Two, there is well, a new. Well, she's the one who shoots him. At the beginning. Yeah, yes. Skyfall. Yeah, and then he wants to retire immediately. Yeah. Two, it doesn't seem like he really wants to be Bond. Two, there is a new Q. Two. He, two, there, two, two, there, two. Two, there's a new Q. And he's uh, not great. He's like a nerdy kid. I don't know. I, I don't I, I don't hate him. There is some Adam, what pompousness did, to it. What did you say that he was? I don't remember. He's a very hipster kind of yeah. young character. Yeah. yeah. He is probably my least favorite part of uh, the Craig films. He's the, um, like, okay, we can't do old man again, so let's do young, hip, like, internet nerd. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's exactly it. I, I miss uh, Llewellyn Davis, you know? <laughs> Yo, Llewellyn Davis, uh, he was fantastic in those movies. But yeah. if you'd like to move on, we can move on. 26 bad guys killed, four guns used, 16 units of alcohol, one Pond James Bond, two romantic liaisons. One was Judy Dench. A, con- a casino visit. Yeah, Judy Dench and Javier Bardem. Oh, yeah, that alligator scene. All or, co- or what is it? It's like <laughs> yeah. a lizard. It's a big lizard. Oh, the Komodo dragon. Yeah. So I love that entire the That's, whole sequence in that casino <laughs> from beginning to end. I think it's is great. So cool. Okay, sorry. And now uh, that brings us up to the most recently available Bond film to watch: Spectre, 2015 Spectre. S- Spectre. Spectre. Uh, they finally got the rights back for Spectre and Blofeld from the guy. The Thunderball guy died. And they got the rights back, and they said, you know what? Let's just fucking fuck Quantum and Mr. White, although he is in it. But let's just – we want to go back to Spectre, and we want to bring back Blofeld, and we want to do all that again. So uh, they made this movie. <laughs> well said. And we just watched it last week before the first episode. So we, are, we, have, we remember it very well. Yeah. So uh, Bond does some sort of illegal uh, – illegal duty or an illegal operation in Mexico City and uh, he's taken off active duty the new that new M again Ralph Fiennes Rafe Fiennes whatever you want to call him yeah. Voldemort he's pretty good in it yeah he uh, he says Bond you gotta you gotta take a hike you gotta take a rest for a while but of course Bond doesn't do that he keeps following clues that he goes rogue and, again that Judy Always. Dench who's dead is still somehow giving him Clues. She does the Jamie uh, Kennedy scream to like I'm dead character, but you can see, you me, can in see me in a video. Yeah. And uh, it eventually leads him to this organization, Spectre. And not an acronym in this one. Not an acronym. No, yeah, they, they, not yet. Not yet. Yeah, going back to that old well that they really didn't have to do, but it's and, very, uh, it's very again directed rich. by uh, Sam Mendes. Yes, um, but. I felt that this did not have the story that uh, Skyfall had. And this movie, and I they think we, tried. we all agree, um, is essentially a checklist of things they wanted to that are Bond. Right. A train fight uh, in the snow. I think there's a boat. There's an aircraft. It's, there's a million fucking things. There's a million tropes it's like they just go all in on like okay what are all the things we want to see all the locations we want to see in a bond movie and they just load it up and i don't it feels its length yeah and it's it's slow it's not that good and the song stinks and i think the song also won an academy award again which is crazy but yeah, it's not that great. It's okay. There's some cool stuff. I really like Batista as the henchman. Agreed. Right. I think he's a cool throwback henchman. I love that train fight. It's cool. It's a classic Bond train fight. Um, the girl's okay. Yeah, they try to Man. sell her. They try to sell her as like he's gonna finally quit this job to go off with her. Yeah, and he loves her for the first time. He met somebody like Vespa or whatever. And well, the, she's also deeply entrenched in the story because the, it's White's daughter. Yes, and in the trailer for the next one, it looks like uh, she might be betraying him, which is like, it goes, yeah, it goes back to like what happened with Vespa. Yeah. But I never really got that connected to the character. No, I don't care. What do you think of... We never really talk about Blofeld performances, but what do you think of Christoph Waltz's performance as Blofeld? 
Jeffrey. Uh, I'll say okay. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been our show. <laughs> um, I think tune, uh, tune in later for more Blofeld. I think um, he does his Christoph Waltz thing. He does his like, ooh, I'm a crazy guy thing. And I think he does a great job. But I think it's the script. Uh, it, I'm not intimidated by him. At he, all. He's a little too like, I'm going to be silly and that's going to be scary. I, yeah. I completely agree with Ryan. Yeah. Uh, Christoph Waltz is sort of like ACDC. He has one thing that he does, and he does it so well that he doesn't need to do anything else. Right, he kills it. He does his Christoph Waltz thing, as you said. Yeah. And uh, Yeah, but if it doesn't fit the role that he's playing... I think that that's not, on, that's not on him, though. I think yeah. that that's on the writing. Yeah, he's like a tool... Tarantino knows how to write dialogue for this guy. I'm not sure this movie knew how to write dialogue for this guy. Correct. Yeah. And uh still love watching him work. Uh boy, that twist ending though. That the, I love that Spectre has the same <laughs> Adam twist. Adam loves it. I love that oh. it has the same twist ending as Austin Powers Goldmember. Yes. I love that bit. <laughs> and Goldmember came out first. Just that, saying. That bit of insight that uh that you can that it is Goldmember is Dr. Evil and Austin Powers are brothers, spoiler alert, and the fact that you find out that for two years, two measly years, James Bond and this character were half-brothers, and he hates James Bond so much and wants to destroy him because his father paid more attention to him. By the way, also ridiculous that his father and Blofeld, but not really, died in an avalanche, which is how Austin, uh, Austin Powers, which is how James Bond's parents died. Yes. Why does everybody that raises James Bond <laughs> die in an avalanche? I don't know. It's kind of fishy. Although I guess the second time it was uh, orchestrated. But he doesn't die. He grows up to be, changed his name to Blofeld. And James Bond realizes this pretty quickly and doesn't really seem to em uh, emote to it. I don't think Daniel Craig is sleeping through this movie, which he was criticized for. I think he's trying no, to play I, the character I, very stoic and cold this time around. Yeah. I would disagree if someone said that he was sleeping through it. But at the same time, he's not really emoting to most of these things. No. And so, well, he's getting colder also. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And as then you these find things out go on. That Christopher Waltz is below Felden, that he was his half brother. And uh, I can't possibly imagine he's doing all this just because of that. He actually, his plan is not that far off from some conspiracy theories that he is essentially paying for all the criminal activity from the first three movies so that he could finance a um, system of cameras and like to, to watch everybody and that he could use it for his own power. And that's right. Mainly extortion, I'm assuming. It's an okay idea for a villain's plan uh, this day and age, but um, I'm just not sure that they, uh, it, there's a fun house. It ends in a fun house. Uh, ends, <laughs> yeah. Everything on the list checked off. Yeah. And I just don't know if it works uh, as well as it could have. The stakes could have been Bond could have it could have been a Trevelyan thing. Bond could have cared a little more that this guy was betraying him. Yeah, I don't think Bond gives two shits that this guy he knew for two years as a kid. Yeah, I, I just I like how like, he kind of blew up his face though. Though again, if Blofeld knows uh, like everything about James Bond, take his watch away. Yeah, the fact Please that he just. Take his watch. It's elaborate needle torture, and then he uses yeah. his watch. It's so run of the mill. I know. And then um, it's pretty lazy. And then uh, not to be that guy, but then um, Blofeld kind of looks like Donald Pleasance is Blofeld now for the next movie. Right, right. Once again, the movie ends where James Bond, although does quit, but he gets his Aston Martin, and he's finally James Bond, and uh, <laughs> uh, and he's. Four, he's 57, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think there's only one more left for Daniel Craig. 
Adam refuses to hear the song. Yeah, I don't want to listen to the song until the movie comes out. No Time to Die is coming out soon. I will say the song is, I'm not sure how to feel about it. I don't want to say it too much, just in case. I don't want to spoil it. We don't Adam. need to talk about it. Bad Guys Killed, <laughs> 27. Bad Boys. Guns Used, do. 6. Two Romantic Liaisons. Bad Boys for Life. One <laughs> Bond, James Bond. One Martini. 25 units of alcohol. It's a, Jovi it's a lot of... A lot of alcohol. You guys have consumed. Uh, That's only not second, that much. Second one, yeah. Decent yeah. second. Okay. All what right. What do you say? Um, I'm I'm drunk on the fun. Well, I would like to before we wrap this up. There's one more thing that I want to do. Okay, and then I'm and then I want to. Okay. I want to I want. get into just real quick our top five James Bond movies. Now that we've gone through every single one of them. Yeah, a little too quickly if you ask me. I would have, I would have done this in five parts. I'm sure you would have. Jeff, top five. Oh, I have to go first. All right, Adam, top five. I'll go first. Adam will go first. Okay. And I've given this a lot of thought. <laughs> Good, because I gave it no thought. Yeah, I gave it very little. I'm gonna go. Goldfinger. This is no order. Goldfinger. Golden Eye. Spy Who Loved Me for more. It was tough between that or, or Live and Let Die. Gonna go spy who loved me. I'm gonna stick with Skyfall for Craig, and then uh, my number five. It's gotta be. Uh, you only live twice, right? You said you, you only you only live twice. I'm gonna go with that for my top five. Honorable mention to Casino Royale. That's right. what I'm gonna. That's what I'm gonna say. All right, he's booking it. He's all right, J- Jeff. It's, it's in the books. It's in the books. All right. Um, for me, I would have to say. Uh, I also Goldfinger, Goldeneye. I mean, you really, of course, you really. It's That's it, those are those are tough. That's understandable. You know, um, I would say Casino Royale. All right. I would probably also say Diamonds Are Forever. Love it. I like that one a lot. And I know you're an octopusy guy. I know. That's the one I'm kind of leaning towards. <laughs> It's either that one gotta or Live your, and Let Die. Got to get your more in there. Yeah, it's probably going to be Octopussy, though. Right. I remember like watching wow. it a lot growing up. That is a... I love that top five. I want to watch those ones more, like Octopussy, Diamonds. I feel like I've yeah. not seen those you just, fun ones more. You just more. Blew, blew my mind. See, my they have, they I'm kicking like my some, microphone. They have some silly elements to See, it. See, Adam, my top five is probably almost... And I'm not even just saying this. Almost exactly the same as yours, except Casino Royale instead of Skyfall. Wow. And I was also on the fence about Live and Let Die or Spy Who Loved Me. Right. Oh, and well, Spy, well, You Only Live Twice is really high up there. And too, Only yeah. Live Twice is great. I, it was very hard for me, and it's loose. It. It's yes, loose. It it's, is loose. It's always loose. You very said, fluid. You said all of top fives, and I think all opinions in general on these kind of matters are fluid and loose, but I think my top five, other than those two Craig switched, uh, would be very, very similar to yours. And then uh, my favorite Bond actor, I I gotta go with Connery. Everything came from him. The swagger, the attitude. It's hard not to think of him when you hear James Bond. Exactly, yeah. he, he's number one. He delivers that Bond, James Bond, his first line. It was yeah. that's it. So, but if I had to pick a number two, Daniel Craig, straight up. Really? And yeah. I, gotta, I gotta tell you, for me, top top two, and I don't think it's in this order. Would be those. I think it would be those two. But I'm not saying that I like. Connery more than Craig. I'd say they're neck and neck. And then I'm going to be honest with you. I probably, and I know you're all going to look at me like I'm crazy, but would rather watch a Roger Moore third than a Pierce. I got to go Roger Moore over Pierce Brosnan. Nah, see, 
Pierce Brosnan's almost second for me. Pierce, wow. Pierce Brosnan, yeah, I, like I don't really love any of his movies except Goldeneye. <laughs> but I get it. I do. I get yeah. it. Oh, uh, there's something about those four movies. It's just, it just like works. It's your childhood. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, see, I prefer when I got a little so, older. But we're all Connery on top. Is that oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hands right. down. It goes neck and neck with Craig for me just because I love Daniel Craig uh, as Bond and I don't want to be too nostalgic. And like movie-wise, I think I'd rather watch one of those Craigs, but... Connery's classic. You gotta love the. You gotta love Sean Connery's uh, James Bond. He is James Bond. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. So I guess that's it. James Bond will not return next week, <laughs> but I, I believe we will. I'll be on an RV trip, but we're gonna try to cram an episode in there for you guys. And uh, I guess that's it. I guess that's our James Bond episodes. We're sweating. My, we're tired. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I my, guess so. Uh, my final thoughts are A, if you have a James Bond top five listener, email us the truth, Ryan Adam at gmail.com, or you can go to uh, Ryan and Adams show.com, send us a voice me- memo with any of your James Bond questions or concerns or comments or wisecracks. I also want to thank Ryan for doing this show with me because he thanked me last week and I didn't thank him. I'd like to thank <laughs> you back, Adam. So now that's two times I've thanked you're, you. You're the. You're the straw that stirs this drink. I'm just, uh, I'm just along for the ride. Well, maybe you'll remember that next time you give me a hard time about something that I'm <laughs> saying on here. So thank you, Jeff. Thank huh? you for being with us. You're thank welcome. you, Jeff. This, this was thanks amazing. Thanks for having me. I would have you, much like the truth and Butterboys and Ironside and everything else you've done with us, I would have you on here all the time if we were recording here. You know, you, I would have you on more. Well, yeah, anytime we do it you at the house. You will be on more. Yeah, I'm just yeah. here. Um, Jeff, any final thoughts before I give mine? Um... My final thoughts are, you know, looking back at something as big as James Bond, it's like... Uh-oh, this is going to get serious. <laughs> well, it's not all jokes, you know? You got to use Jerry Springer's final thoughts. Be, uh, be good to each other and yourself, or whatever he says. Yeah, and what? Swim in a swimming pool full of gravy or something? Does he say that? No, but that's what the people in the show do. I right, continue. Anyway. Take care know- of each other and yourself. Take care yeah. of yourself and each other. Go ahead. Okay, but... <laughs> You're talking about movies that uh, we've said like span decades, generations, and all these things. And even coming in late to the game, you know, because of when we were born, it's like it still made like pretty big impact on our lives. It's just crazy to think that it's been around for 50 plus years and we're here talking about movies that were made 20 years before we were even born. Well, there's a few reasons why this franchise was worth talking about. It may not be our favorite franchise or movies ever, but I think... Some movies take themselves too seriously, and there's something to be said about a fun escape, you know, roller coaster ride that has been able to sustain itself for this fucking long. Agreed. Amen. Not to mention they're covered in songs, so we could play songs. It just felt like the perfect franchise to do. It just has so many different qualities that you can take from. And we couldn't possibly talk about every little detail or no, everything. It'd impossible. be impossible. Impossible. But we talked a fucking lot about it in general. Yeah. So, um, you good? I'm good, yeah. Just thanks for Adam, having good? me. I I'm like good, James man. Bond. No, thanks for being on. Seriously, thank you, people, for listening. If you made it through both these, you're incredible. And uh, you know, uh, I'll just end it on my quote. All and right. uh, it's it's. I can't believe we did not quote this quote. It's James Bond's most famous quote, in my opinion, and uh, it's very true to life, I believe. And it is, "Shall we shag now or shag later?" <laughs>